Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6-NERDS-5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2016. Log on to DenverComicCon.com to purchase tickets to the three-day event over Father Day, Father's Day weekend. It is in June. And someone was announced this week on – why can't I remember it? You know what's great is I actually have uh, an email that will tell me who was announced this week <laughs> for Denver Comic Con. How are you guys doing? Good. It was, Sorry. It was a Batman – Batman coming to Denver Comic Con? I wish. What, like real Batman? Who yeah. Batman? Oh, wait. No, maybe I did Batman. say it. That was uh, last week. Yes. The, yes. The Batman will be at Denver Comic Con. There, there will be funny. about 35 Batmans. That's impossible. At least. <laughs> no, it'll be like be Earth 2 Batman. <laughs> um, I guess uh, just to remind everybody, I mentioned it last week, but uh, DCC is partnering with Pride Fest. That's going on on the same weekend um, as Denver Comic Con. You can log on to DenverComicCon.com, click on the Pride Fest wedding reg- – uh, actually, if you go to Denver Comic Con slash wedding registration form by midnight, April 22nd, uh, you get – it's free to apply. They're having a big mass wedding Sunday, June 19th from 4 to 5 in the Belco Theater, so the really big theater in oh, the cool. convention center. And, of course, we'll be there and we'll be raffling off James for a Pride Fest exactly. wedding. Oh, what? But here thing, even though it's they're partnering with Pride Fest, what's great, I, I mentioned it last week, is Denver Comic Con is inclusive. So you can be uh, gay or straight to take place and it's uh, it's open to everybody. So whoever wants to go get married, um, go do it. Um, you know what's great about comics is everybody's welcome. A welcoming place. Uh, you know, I have, a, I have a great comic story, guys. So... Um, we all, Andrew, our great comic buddy of Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics on 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard, um, he sent me a message this week and he said, hey, Ryan, do you have Amazing Spider-Man 14? That's the first appearance of the Green Goblin. And I said, I do not. And he says, do you want a copy of Amazing, of Amazing Spider-Man 14? And you 14? said, I do not. I said, fuck yeah, I do. And I, well, I asked him how much because, you know, it's an expensive comic. And he said, uh, he said 120 bucks. I was like, okay, I'll be down this week to go get it. So I went down there and, uh, someone, uh, some lady had inherited a comic collection and it's a bunch of old Spider-Mans and like the first appearance of Iron Man and things like that. Wow. Oh yeah. It's a really cool comic collection. And that's cool. Uh, so Andrew also put aside for me the first appearance of the shocker. So, oh shit. Yeah. yeah it's a pretty sweet cover. He's like blasting, uh, columns down with his gauntlets. Um, but, uh, anyways, the reason that one was so cheap and he said, Hey Ryan, you know, I know it's cheap. I hope you don't mind. So, uh, the guy cut out the Spider-Man head and the letters page. And so I was like, I, I don't care. So I, Aww. so I got it anyways. Out of the, out of 14 or, yeah. or the shocker one? Out of the 14. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But I mean, but yeah, letters. it's still like, yeah, <laughs> who cares? Yeah. I mean, and uh, it's funny cause he wrote his name on the cover of it. Ooh. Ooh. 
That sucks. It's like this big. But now you can send him a letter and be like, "You sucked as a kid." Yeah, but the th- but well, it's all right. Probably but, dead. That's why she has like. Yeah, oh. that's why. And uh, but the really? thing is, is yeah. Oh. It's either I spend Shit. the hundred and twenty on I the had, first appearance I of Green Goblin, or you know, seven, eight hundred, a thousand dollars on it. And to me, it's more about just having the issue. I don't really care. Yeah, like you might get the. A better one. Eventually. Life, yeah. we, sh- we should spin this the other way. You you know, after this terrible tragedy happened, you got to carry on this thing that this exactly. guy clearly very much loved. He did. Because there was like a couple other like, comics that had his name. His name's Mick. So yeah. now I, I He probably put his name on the ones that he really he yeah. really enjoyed. You got one of his his favorites. So yeah, it's That's not really the, special. It's not in the best of shape, but again, for an opportunity to own it. Yeah. And you know, Again, I've I have reprints of it. The story's right. goofier than hell. So I mean, I don't care that much. Um, but Ke- Kellen's just gonna tear it in half anyway. Oh, I'd cry. Oh. Um, but it's also the end Daddy, look of I my twenty five year odyssey <laughs> to get all what I call the Green Goblin Prime issues. I oh, do so not. Is that, I don't have. Yeah, I don't ha- need any other Green Goblin comics. Wow. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Sheesh. Uh, but I did. He's putting aside for me too. Uh, this is why I love Andrew. He actually got a. So the shocker issue looks great. Yeah. Like there's no writing on it. <laughs> because it was read once and then put Probably. in a box. <laughs> um, but you know, back then they actually treated shocker pretty seriously. Um, he should be treated seriously. I mean, he does wear like a, like a mattress costume. It's, it's pretty cool. I, I Andrew told always me he really loves the shocker costume. The shocker costume. Yeah. And it's he, why I, it's why I like that character. Cause the, the character itself I only like sort of tongue in cheek cause mm-hmm. he's all punny and stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a, how about a shock to your system? We, we get it. You, yeah. you have electricity. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I'm pretty the, sure he said that in the animated series is what I remember. Oh, that. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It was the, in one of the video games where you had to fight him a lot. Mm. He just kept saying that over and over and over again. I think that's um, Return of the Sinister Six on Super Nintendo. But Sounds I will straight right. say, uh, no, I'm thinking, uh, it was one of the two, uh, actual like Spider-Man movie games. I think it was oh, Spider-Man really? one. Yeah. Um, cause I played the shit out of those. Uh, but I, I will straight argue that I think that the Shocker costume is cooler than Gambit every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, and game is one of those ones that like kids from the '90s are big fans of, but they don't know why because yeah. they think his costume's really cool. He's not. He's like not Venom. Guy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Has Andrew given away my hold slot yet? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. He, because you go there, he probably wouldn't. And he said the only time is if Bruce says something to him, then he'd call you. Okay. But is it like full of three hundred dollars worth of like old back issues? It might be because like last time I was there, I only took home half of them. Yeah. I think it was like two months ago. Oh, oh, oh I meant to go today. A months, you're fine. Yeah, you're you fine. said it. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, when I, I only get Spider-Mans, I mean, I break mine up because I don't make hardly any money anymore. So I, so I can't buy my whole, whole slot all the time. Yeah. So I usually go there and get Spider-Mans and like Buffy. I remember yeah, like, like back when like we were living together, mm-hmm. I'd go there like every week and oh, drop a yeah. hundred bucks on comics. Oh yeah. When you didn't have any responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have tons. But anyways, I have that one and I got, he put aside Amazing Spider-Man 40, which I already have a copy of, but it's another one of the really old Green Goblins, mm. um, where you find out that it's Norman Osborn. But, <gasps> uh, anyways, so the one I have has <laughs> the guy three hole punched it. So I got it for like 10 bucks, like 15 years ago. Hmm. And I've actually, never seen this comic again wow um it's weird it's kind of hard to find but uh he got a pretty good copy of it not like great but way better than one of three hole punches in it so yeah uh, but yeah if you're looking for some uh really old marvels uh marvel comics he got a bunch in and i mean there's some spider-mans i can't afford because he he got in the first appearance of sandman that he sold in a day mm. um and a bunch of other ones a bunch of really great silver age comics uh they have, he has batmans in there 
Um, yeah, it's just really cool seeing because I love the fir- the cover of the first Iron Man. Yeah, I think it looks awesome. And then he has a bunch of Jack Kirby uh, Fantastic Fours, so those look really Ooh. great. Uh, there's something about Silver Age comic covers I think that are just so amazing. Oh yeah, uh, so dynamic. Mm-hmm. Well, there was still a lot of like marketing on them that you don't yeah. get as much of now, right? Where it's like. You still had a lot of that, like, in this issue, blah, blah, blah. Like, it looked like the front of a magazine cover where there was a oh, lot yeah. of words and blurbs and, you know. Oh, I always remember uh, the first appearance of the Green Goblin. It, it always says, meet Spider-Man's new uh, – it says at the top, it says, the Green Goblin. Does he make you laugh? Does he make you smile? Well, face front, true believers, because he's the deadliest foe Spider-Man's ever faced. And I just love that stuff. And he's 14 issues in. Yeah. Ever, and ever faced. The the issue's so goofy. The – so the Green Goblin's plan in that one is he hires Spider-Man to be a movie ex in a movie in New Mexico. And does he show up as the Green Goblin? He or does. Is it norm- <laughs> he does. He's flying on the city, and in in his first appearance, Spider-Man, I need you to be an extra. He doesn't even use a Goblin glider. He uses a flying broomstick, and Ooh. so he flies around on that. I mean, the Ditko art, his Green Goblin's really cool. He always, yeah. he gives him really big ears and stuff. But anyway, so he lures him to New Mexico with the Enforcers, who are introduced in Amazing Spider-Man Ten. Okay, and while he's there. The Hulk is in a cave. So the Hulk is there and the Green Goblin's dorky. Hulk um, cave. Why did they stop doing like the, you know, the bubbles on the cover type stuff? Um, I know I, they do it for variants and things. Yeah, I don't like, know why. I, I think it's because like indie comics got it, so popular in the yeah, 90s think, and they had like And I think people RPGs. are so cynical now. Yeah. We live in a cynical well, world. Well, and I mean, the, the truth is a lot of people read, um, they read what they read right they're like they're not necessarily falling prey to the marketing of because people aren't buying this stuff off of the racks in a king supers they're going into a comic yeah. book store and they buy spider-man right like so all they really care about probably is they want to market like the marketing is more important if it's really cool art on the front and draws you in in that way and not necessarily like there's not kids standing at the front being like oh man in this one he's gonna do this right like it's I don't know, I'd say, like, the average cover isn't that compelling, like, because they no. do one every month, no. like, um, I'd almost be more intrigued with, like, does Spider-Man live this week? Find out. Like, oh, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's it's totally different now. I mean, they se- they have yeah. to sell comics differently. I think people are so aware of them now that they Pe- don't... Well, people who read comics, yes. Yeah, it's... Well, even though, it's, uh, speaking of Andrew, and uh, this is a long way to getting around, he will be on the show for Civil War. Cool. Um, so him and uh, the guy who runs the card section at the uh, store is going to be as well. Early uh, early Buzz is coming in for that movie. Yeah. And it's good. And the Spider-Man is great. Yeah, I know. So. And I read that Spider-Man's in it for 30 minutes. Wow. Can you believe that? That's Man. awesome. Yeah. Um. So anyways, yeah. Um. So if you're looking for some great Marvel Silver Age <laughs> comics. That's that's and a, you got a whole bunch of That's a fifth of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I think that I think that sounds about appropriate. Yeah, right, well, yeah. For, Get for it in there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually. actually dreading it now. <laughs> Why? Because you just know the like hardcore Marvel boys are gonna just like compare it to Batman Superman. There for, we like, are the whole... online. Uh yeah. Well one of those movies is bad. <laughs> um <laughs> sorry. punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> Now, have you read what people are saying about Civil War already? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I was, I was hoping it would at least be like mediocre, so that would be like, okay, well, you know, different circumstances. S- so why you, are you why hoping you the movie to be bad? Just so I don't have to hear like, you know, because so you know, I like Batman Superman, but like you just know that people are going to be like, oh, I was so right. Marvel's so much better. Like you're just going to read <laughs> a ton of that bullshit. It's not. It, here's the thing. Let me very, be very clear. 
I don't not like Batman Superman because I like Marvel more. I don't like Batman Superman because it's a poorly assembled movie with too much junk in it. In your opinion. Overproduced. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Of course it's in my opinion. It's the only thing I have. <laughs> but the vast majority of people agree with me. Some of those people are assholes who just want the movie to be bad. A lot of those people are like, my opinion is fact. Sure. It's so frustrating. I mean, I, I also think my opinion is fact. I can, I can say a lot of things that are wrong about Spider-Man 3. See, we're like in the same. <laughs> yes, place. yes, he's one hundred percent right. You yeah. you really like a movie that is a complete mess, and Ryan also really likes a movie that is pretty messy. Yep. Yeah. Sandman's really cool in it. I even if you if you go back, <laughs> actually, from, I played Spider Man the pinball. T- I kept you? shooting it nice. into Sandman. Nice. I I do want to point out that if you go back to our review, I did specifically say that I think that Batman Superman is on par with Spider Man Three. Think so. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm starting my Marvel. Uh, cinematic universe because i'm almost done watching all comic book movies i need to watch i say you just the losers the comic book movies you kind of already did the cinematic yeah, yeah, gotta, i'm gonna watch them in order he's gotta so, ramp up yeah so i have to watch the losers shit and red one and red two and i oh, yeah. think that's it red i don't remember how i felt about red, oh turtle two. two red one was good i don't remember how i felt about red two I don't. I think it was. I think it was fun, but not as good as one. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. I'm on the fence. Should I include Annie in my comic book movie? Uh, it's, no, it's, Annie's but, a Annie's a radio show. But it's not a comic show. But it's it's on Box Office Mojo's comic book adaptations. Oh, wasn't it a radio show before it was a comic strip? I don't know. Do you have to watch Howard the Duck again? I have it on Blu-ray, so I will. See, so will all right. Yeah. Um, is Kick-Ass some? Yeah. Or is that Image? That's uh, Icon. I mean, it's a which is Marvel. But yeah, but it's a comic book adaptation. Yeah. If you watched. Hellboy, then you have to watch those. Oh, I do have to watch Hellboy. Fuck, I always remember ones. Hey, that, those have, are like, good ones. Yeah, really? I only have five or six movies you left. You gotta yeah. watch X-Men Origins again. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. It's uh, it's on par oh, with yeah. Batman Superman. Um, No, X-Men Origins. <laughs> X-Men right, Origins, now, Wolverine, the Logan, the Logan Saga, whatever that movie's called, is worse than Batman Superman, I think. I don't remember. I'll have to watch it. Um, I mean, I watch some movies like the 2003 Hulk. I'm like, I don't remember anything from this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw Hardcore Henry. Um, stay tuned for the end of the show. We'll review the movie and spoil it. We need, we need like a badass sound every time somebody says that because it, it sounds you, cool. Do, do we? I don't know. The listeners know because yeah. we'll all either I put a badass sound in there or I didn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so we also talk about movies we've been watching, uh, stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray, movie news. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All, a bunch of movie stuff. Um, and then my kid starts crying. You yep. know, there he is. See, I knew we were gonna wake him up. Yeah, it's because I made her turn off that noise thing. Yeah. It's my fault. Or he might stay. He, I'm the worst. Sometimes he just makes noises. Yeah, I, I think he fell back asleep. Okay, good. He's a funny boy. Um, what are we doing first, Ryan? Um, since we didn't do what we've been watching for the last two weeks, let's talk about what get we've that been one watching. out of the way. Yeah. Oh, we got movies this is my boomstick. I love being a turtle. You're getting your wishes, so now, Scott, the line must be drawn here. Damn you all to hell! And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now you're getting nasty. Brad, what you been watching? Um, I'm up to season nine on The Simpsons. Nice. Cool. And I have to say, season nine is where it starts to get a little long in the tooth, a little goofy. Um, yeah, like I don't remember enough of it. I'm trying to can, like. Can you tell me an episode? Maybe I can refresh me. Yeah, I'm trying to pick one. I, I guess there's the one where um, 
it's always bugged me the one where uh, Lisa digs up the angel. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, at the end, like it gets stolen out of Homer's garage, and then it shows up like on this hill. And then it's revealed that it's just a promotion for the new mall opening yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, like, floats in the air, and, like, a whole townspeople are there. They see it float up, and they're like, oh, uh, aghast. And then all of a sudden, it just cuts to, like, it's on a string, and then it like, slides down to the mall. It's like, yeah. did they not see the huge wires? Like, right. <laughs> it's, like, a real big stretch, even for believability yeah, 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 in that yeah. show. Yeah. Um, and what else? It's funny. I tried watching, uh, you know, because you guys have been talking about The Simpsons a lot, and I actually... I should just borrow some Simpsons from you because I tried watching it online and like it's hard. If you yeah, like y- technically there's a bunch of it up on 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 Fox uh or on Fox's site, but if you if you're Comcast, you don't have access to that because you don't nec- you may not have like the right contract. Like it's just you have to sign into all this garbage. Yep. So after, you know, six or seven minutes of like frustration trying to get their site to work, uh, I gave up and just Googled it and found like streaming sites where I could find it. But then of course that's got its own, you know, issues and that's annoying and the quality is not yeah, that good. You can borrow my DVDs. The DVDs are really nice. Yeah. That's the thing. I like, after all this, I'm like, really? Like who, who are we like protecting from this content that's been out for forever that like, dude, Animaniacs is on the Netflix now. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I really want to watch The Simpsons because I don't feel like I've really, I want, I think, I think I saw a lot of probably, Eight through ten, mm. when when that stuff was out, like that hit me at that yeah, age. Yeah, the early stuff is great. Because that yeah. episode you just mentioned, I've probably seen ten times. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say like yeah, season three through six, I've seen a bunch. So when I went back through, I was like, yep. Yeah. Like I didn't have to rewatch anything. I was like, yep, moving on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think. If there's anything because I also listen. Like I watch the episodes and I go back and watch them again with the commentary mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm. Um, and. That's cool. They're, uh, they like, do great commentaries. Though. I yeah, think... they have like six or ten people on it sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Yardley Smith is on there a lot. Mm. Um, they've had Conan O'Brien on there doing some episodes. Um, they're talking about like Jub Jub, which is yeah. I think Selma's Jub, iguana. Jub. That's just a term like when Conan was in writers' rooms, like even in, I think on SNL too. Like, really? When he was like just trying to break the tension or just like trying to get an idea across, then like run into it. He would just like just randomly just spat out Jub Jub. <laughs> like he'd just be quiet. Obviously, and he'd just say Jub Jub. <laughs> so uh that's where that came from they just named you know, they named the iguana after it but um yeah but in season nine it starts to like they also do like a producer turnover mm-hmm. so like there's one part where they're like this is our last episode and it was it's something about lisa what was it God, i can't remember i don't know how many episodes i've watched yeah, yeah, season yeah. Nine, i probably watched like 300 right at this point but yeah it's good but, um, you know the thing with the simpsons though I, i'd say a bad episode of the simpsons is better than a lot of tv because I can sure. still watch them and laugh, um, even if the seasons aren't as strong. Because I have, like, mine, I, I've said this before, are so all random because I would go to Target and if they were 10 bucks, I'm like, okay, I'll buy it. Yeah. And, uh, so I have like 11, 15, 17. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. The last one I have is 10, and I'm kind of considering, like, maybe I should get like 11 through 17, I think, mm-hmm. is they're going to have. So you can buy Target see. for $10. Yeah. I think they're worth the investment, even though they stopped making them. Because they put so much content and they put so much effort into them, I think they're worth mm. the investment. Because yeah. every disc has a commentary on every episode. Mm. Every disc has deleted scenes. Matt Groening does like an intro to each set. Yep. And then they have they usually have Animatics. a making of something, animatics, deleted scenes. They they put a lot of effort yeah. into them. Target actually had like I think season sixteen for like eight bucks one day. I was like, Oof. yeah, yeah, should have gotten it. Should have. And yeah. I guess then there's season I, twenty. Because when I think of like for eight bucks. You get hours and hours of entertainment. That's the way I look yeah, at it's it. It's like 30 episodes. Yeah. 
Um, also, Homer joins the Navy. That one, so yeah, that one's, Tide. that's pretty funny. Yeah. Huh. Um, then cool. there's the one where like they do the uh, the spinoff showcase. So like, Mo, what was that? That was my uh, oh. ESPN. They're telling you the Rockies <laughs> lost big. Uh, well, they did lose big, <laughs> but uh, Manny Pacquiao defeats Timothy Bradley Jr. by unanimous decision. In case oh. you guys are wondering, did you have money on that one? I, no, I, I don't could care less about <laughs> boxing. I don't know what any of that means. Um, and then I watched um, Force Awakens came out last week, so nice. I picked up the Steel Book. It's, the... it's really sharp, the Steel Book. I got the Target yeah. one, but the Steel Book looks really cool. I'm surprised the Target one is like almost like a thin it's paper. A paper, yeah, yeah. But it folds out really nice if you want to check it out. It folds out pretty nice. Yeah, I will. Because um, I haven't bought one yet. I'm not sure which, what I want. So, You know, the guys on Blu-ray.com reviewed every like exclusive. And his favorite was the Disney Store one because it came with lithographs. But, I mean, Ooh. if you don't care about the art, if you want the art, it's the same Blu-ray. But it comes like in a really cool BB-8 like folder. Ooh. And I don't know if they still have them. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, well, yeah. But you live by a Disney store, so you could, I do. Yeah. So you could check it out. Right. Um, so the he's, he's, Target one touts has extra special mm-hmm. features. Um, I was going through like my deleted scenes and my deleted scenes are maybe five, six minutes worth yeah. of stuff. Um, and none of them are the, uh, rumored where Chewbacca rips Uncar Plutt's arm off. Yeah. So is, is well, that I, not I, a real I thing? I think or? that there's a number of deleted scenes that they did not release. Yeah, and here's the thing is because I was reading, I think it was Digital Bits, and they were very specific in saying that the reason there's not a 3D release of this too is when Rogue One comes out, they're going to release like a deluxe edition. Mm. So, well, I, so. there's also, there's deleted scenes they're not going to release because there's, there's scenes they don't want us to see, period. Because they spoil um, like Ray's lineage or something. Yeah, either because it's something that's story driven mm. that they haven't revealed yet and that mm. they chose not that to make a show. And honestly, there, there could be a thing like Chewbacca where you're like, I don't want, I don't want that Chewie. Like, I don't want that to be out in the universe because we decided that wasn't a part of his character, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the bonus content on Target is all digital. Mm-hmm. So if you log on to Disney movies, movies, why did I say it like movies. that? I mean, <laughs> log on to uh, Disney movies. It's, uh, the, the cool one is it has Ray and Finn, uh, uh, the, the actors. Speeders chase? No. Uh, no, they talk about their characters. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, um, featurettes. It's behind the scenes stuff. Oh, it's just that. Oh, okay. All right. I thought, I thought you meant the, like, the audition tapes, because I know those, those have gotten out as well. Yeah. Um, no, it's, they're, I mean, it's like 30 minutes. It's, okay. Cool. If you want the target one, I mean, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's worth it. I think the target one's like 22 bucks. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's special features, like, they have a good long, like, making of thing. Uh, probably the most interesting thing was, thing was like, they show the inside of BB-8 and how he works, oh, cool. and it's actually mostly just a dude pushing a green pole. <laughs> like, it's not the Sphero that I was imagining. Oh, well, the, the Sphero was made after the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I thought they, you know, just duplicated that. Well, I know Sphero already had toys like that, so yes. they just put BB-8 on it, like a licensing thing. Right. But I figured, like, Lucasfilm or whatever copied that technology on a larger scale, and nope. Mm. Well, they, yeah, I mean, they, they did, but they didn't do it until ways. afterwards. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the one on, the one on film is all multiple maquettes and yeah. yeah, it's, it's crazy. There's one, like one for just like sitting in place, like it's head moving. There's another one that they push around with a stick. There's another one that, um, um, is just hollow so that people can pick it up and carry it in scenes. Oh, that's like cool. Like when they're dumping it in the Millennium Falcon, like yeah. trying to hide. Yeah. Stuff like that. So there's, yeah, there's different BB-8s for different situations. Oh, that's funny. There's cool. one that like only goes on a straight line or something, I think. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't had sense. a chance to dig into it yet, but um, I really want to because it was my favorite film from last year, so I really want to watch it again. Yeah, and they go through each 
departments. There's like a, there's a John Williams thing. There's a BB-8 thing. There's a oh, there's John Williams old, thing. Yeah. Sweet. They're, those old like uh, say what you will about the prequels, but the 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 DVDs of the prequels oh, were yeah. some of the best DVDs I ever you know, owned. Ah, uh, and the prequels one of my favorite uh, special features. It's on the Blu-ray too. You can watch it. No, but it's uh, all the all it is is them animating Yoda for like an hour. Yeah. And they talk about how they're trying to get it right. Yeah. And you realize the work that goes into this movie. You're like, fuck. Yeah. They, they worked on it for like six weeks to get it right. A- episode one was my first DVD and I mm. spent days watching all the featurettes oh, yeah. on there because they're like, there were something like 12 or 18 featurettes on there and each one of them was 45 minutes to an hour long. Um, I mean, there's, you know, that, that's where when you go back to those like red little me- letter media reviews, he's getting a lot of footage from that because here's like all these behind the scenes interviews with George and like here's the first screening of the movie and here's the, you know, all this stuff about how they cast Anakin. They were amazing. Like, yeah. The, the Blu-rays, I know you guys don't want to get them, but uh, if you watch, but you watch the Blu-rays, each Blu-ray has, like, the planetary system, and you select the planet, and each planet has, I don't know, like, five to ten featurettes. It's, oh, cool. The Blu-rays are really hardcore. It's great. Yeah. Um, Very cool. And that brings me to my next thing, is I bought the steelbooks for Did Star really? Wars <laughs> and Empire Strikes Back, and my versions have only commentaries. Really? Yep. Shit. Bummer. Ugh. So. so you got all the villains, though. Uh, yeah, well, I've right, only yeah. got Star Wars and Empire yet, but I mean, so who, since who, I have who's a steel on book, one? Uh, is it Palpatine Invader? It's a, a Stormtrooper Invader. Yeah, yeah. That must be uh, Palpatine best... will be Jedi once I get that one. That is must it... be uh, Best Buy's like thing. Is their steel books are the villains? Well, Target has them too. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it Vader on on Star Wars and the uh, the Stormtrooper on Empire? Yeah. Okay, because that's how the the VHS, the really great. Awesome VHS was. It yeah. was death. It was Darth, uh, okay. Darth Vader. And then Yoda was and then, Jedi. Yeah, and then the oh, Yoda right. was on Jedi. My dad has those VHSs still. Yeah, I, I, I still discs. have them. They're on my. They're on my shelf at home. Um, so if you ever want to watch a fifteen minutes of a interview with uh, Leonard Malton, Malton, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I love <laughs> Leonard Malton. He's one of my. He's probably my favorite uh, film critic. Yeah, he's great. Um, and then I listen to the commentaries on the movies, um, which like they have one that's like Lucas and like maybe Carrie Fisher and like. Ben Burt. And then they have a second commentary that has like Harrison Ford and um Harrison Ford did a commentary? Yeah. But they do it like it's just him growling. In they're that. not all in the same room, so it's like mm. certain chunks. Oh, okay. of, yeah. Like and John Williams will say something. It's like it's like they all did a commentary and then they spliced together the pits all the best that were, parts. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Um, right, it's actually though. interesting yeah. to listen to George Lucas, like, yeah, he's a little pompous, like about how great his idea is and how he brought this great thing into the world. Uh, but at the same time, like when he's talking about the he did hero's bring a journey thing in the world, huh? He did bring a great thing to the world. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's, it's so much his baby and he, numerous times, uh, he emphasizes how much like, you know, he, he, uh, he was so lucky that the first one did so well that he was able to finance the second one himself and keep the studio's hands off of it. Mm. Um, it's like, uh, yeah. just to make a point of like, I made this great and no one else. And he 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 absolutely did. Yeah, I mean, who he was, who he was in the seventies and eighties, and and where he came from. Like he was, he was that. He was the indie filmmaker. Like he was the anti-establishment, awesome. And he was really open to like letting other people direct. So that's why Kirshner got to do the second one because he didn't want to like, like he was he was establishing Lucasfilm as a company. And he's like, I can't do that and direct a movie. Right. But I can still. He basically. Kirshner directed the actors and then Lucas still 
supervise the special effects and the script right. and like all that stuff. Mm. So, which is all the stuff cool. that really made that movie. The amazing. part he doesn't want to do is talk to the actors, right? Which is a lot of the hmm. prequels problems. It makes yep. a lot of sense. I've never listened to a commentary with him before. I have, yeah. You know, I I've started to do because you mentioned it a couple weeks ago. I've started to like just dig through all my Blu-rays. If I watch them, I watch everything on them now yeah. because hmm. I had a bad. I started into a bad habit of just watching the film. Yeah, and uh, it makes me realize how much I miss extras. And he also yeah. knows this is uh, shit about like uh, story structure and like writing and the hero's journey. Like mm-hmm. he goes into like, you know, I did this because it, like Eastern mythology mm-hmm. and like this lines up with this and well, that's cool. So you know, he he knows what he's talking about. It's just yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't think the prequels are that horrible. I mean, it 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 hurts because no. the original trilogy is so great. But I watched the first. Because we're we're doing this, uh, you know, we did the Mad Max mm-hmm. cat parody, so we're doing the Force Awakens now. Nice. Um, and then I got, I was you know watching the trailer to wait. Get where the can scene I find right. the Mad Max parody? Um, uh, dude, where's my coffee on YouTube? It's a YouTube ch- channel page. Um, that the company set up. It's very cool. Yeah, under the cat. Really so you banner. so you did you animate every single cat in that? Right? No, I only did the backgrounds and the titles and. So most of it. <laughs> just kidding. It's pretty fun. Yeah. All the hard shit. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Like all the 3D stuff, like I just pitched it as, you know, this like 2D animated thing. And then like other other animators at work like made the 3D oh, cat cool. rigs and stuff. Like, um, Neat. So where is that going? Star Wars, cat. Uh, we're talking about the prequels and how and whether, whether or not they're Yeah, really so bad. I'm watching the trailer to like reference for the – like I'm doing – I did the scene where the Star Destroyers lodged in the Jakku sand and the X-Wing mm-hmm. and then the speeders going across the landscape. And then I let it go and it rolled over to like someone took all of episode three, but took out like the no and some other thing and called it like their own thing, like the anti-cheese version. And I get like five minutes into it. And you know the part where Obi-Wan gets knocked out by, I think, Count Dooku. And mm-hmm. then the whole platform shears off and then falls on his legs. Yeah. And he yes. like slides a little bit. Yes. And his legs are okay. Like nothing happened. Yes. I was like, oh, yeah, that's why this sucks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just uh, the yeah. beginning of, yeah. Well, and, and all of the stuff that's cut out of that, like r2d2 fumbling around and spilling a bunch of oil and then lighting it on fire and burning down some super droids and like all this just complete oh, I think nonsense because i didn't yeah. see that part right no that's what i'm saying like yeah. all the shit he cut out is also what's really wrong with it um like it'd been fine for just obi-wan to be unconscious but the fact that they had this <laughs> this huge metal platform come off yeah, land on his legs and he's like oh i am fine just very contrived off. yeah it's very contrived yeah, but they're not, they're not the worst, right? Like, they're better than Batman, Superman. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to piss you off. Anyway. <laughs> Ryan. Um, it made me think. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I like Ben um, Affleck. No, he's so good. Remember when he, remember he's hitting the tire with his hammer? Oh, dude. Dude, I want to get ripped like him. I'm going to yeah. ask for the Batman workout. Man. <laughs> I need to find a huge tire. I saw a picture of John Krasinski <laughs> today with his shirt off. That dude is ripped now. Oh, yeah. It's gr- it's ridiculous, man. Good for him. Anyway, anyways, uh, what else do you watch, Brad? Anything else? Nothing. Uh, I I plugged in my old retro games and I tried to play uh, Indiana Jones: Greatest Adventures and Super Star Wars, and I am not good at games anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kept falling off that sand crawler. Like I was finally just fuck this. I'm done. Mm. Huh. I'm moving on. Oh, there you go. I'm playing Uncharted 3 again. 
Oh, it's so good. It is. It's the one. It's the one I must remember the most because I'm remembering all the puzzles and things like that. It's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, the one where I spin the globe. The, the oh yep, I the know. one where I have. Yeah. See, I'm stuck on the one where you have to line the light up and have the statue like match the mural. Oh yeah, I'm like, well, I forget where to go. Yeah, and it's driving me crazy right now. I I for for one and two, I basically can walk into the room of the puzzle and and walk the fastest path to everything in sequence I need mm-hmm. to do because I remember those puzzles so well. Um, yeah, yeah, and I even uh, I'll even like remember like oh okay it's. Like, I'll remember what, how I remembered in my brain, where it's like, oh, okay, I have to do man, then mm-hmm. spider, then, then, uh, angry troll dude, yeah. and then, you know, like, where you've got to match the pictures yeah. up and shit. Like, yeah. Anyway. Yep. Cool. Know, have you seen the commercials for Uncharted 4? No, I don't, oh, I don't see God. commercials. It looks so amazing. I know. I, I he, really like, wish. He flips a gold coin, and he's talking about everything, and, uh, then he's kissing Elena on a couch, and he, and it, the gold <sighs> coin, like, falls into, like, these other coins, and there's fire all around him, and the last thing is, was it all worth it? I'm like, <sighs> You know, I, I, I was, there is a better, there's a better world of this universe where they didn't push that back, and I got laid off the week that it released, <laughs> right. and I just watched, and I would just play Uncharted constantly. You know, what's funny is, I was playing Uncharted 3, and, uh, the first two, three hours of it, when Elena's not in it, I'm like, man, yeah, I really miss her. Right, I know. And then she shows up. You're like, oh, that's why I love her. Same thing with two. Like, Chloe's cool. Yeah. I like, I like Chloe, Chloe for a lot of reasons. But when Chloe, when Elena shows up and Chloe and Elena start fighting, I'm like, shit, yeah, Elena. I think that's, I don't that's take no they actually do it on purpose because oh, I yeah. think they want you to have Because they know, like, oh, we wrote a really great character that everybody yeah. loves, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, this week, I, well, this is, I'm gonna, lo- uh, include uh, stuff I watched last week. Yeah. I watched Electric Boogaloo, um, the, the canon film. The canon film documentary that Zach Eastman's in love with. And yeah, watching it, I'm like, holy crap, these guys are goofier than loons. Um, <laughs> but it made me really want to watch some canon films because, I mean, I got Invasion USA, which is a canon film. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. That's the, yeah, Chuck, the Norris Chuck Norris amazing movie that we yeah. talked about a few weeks ago. Um, but I also uh, I know Scream Factory. They're putting out all of the canon stuff. Oh. Uh, they have. And they do have Ninja 3, the Dominion. Domination. And, <laughs> the Domination. Is yeah. that what? I don't remember. They played a little thing before hardcore henry mm. oh really that's what that the guy oh, like the ninja in the tree that's like what that thing was? Yeah. Holy yeah. Shit. it looks so ridiculous I'm like, I need to gets watch shot this. over and over again oh and then my, that's himself right in i remember dirt. that but it is interesting because the the golan and globus that's her name right mm-hmm. they they had no idea how to like really make movies but they knew what was cool <laughs> and ninjas I, I like respected them for it i'm like hey they're trying to make something cool i mean yeah. they were cheap and weird but hey it's like the way I feel about Ed Wood. Like I, I respect the hell out of his passion. He didn't yeah. know what he, what the hell he was doing, but he, he, he wanted to make people yeah, love what he did. Exactly. I mean, they didn't do anything, very many things right, but I mean, right. they tried. Yeah. And it was fun when they showed like this uh, scene where they're at Cannes and they're wearing these windbreakers that say Cannon Film on it, and all they would, they would hire a guy to make posters of movies that weren't out, and they would <sighs> collect money on them. They're, they're basically like. They're they're nineteen forties, nineteen fifties schlock sci fi producers. That's yeah, what they are, right? Exactly. Like it's this, it's but the in the eighties over like you know, violent stuff. And yeah. Remember right. you saw the missing in action movies, right? Yes. They were shot out of order. So Michigan Missing what? in Action is actually missing in action two. And it was released first, and missing missing in action two is actually missing in action one. What? And they were both they're made by like competing companies. And it was, it's a really crazy story. And so that's why 
lot of people like the first Michigan missing in action, even though it's technically missing in action two. Weird. Because missing in action one, what you saw is way over the top and yeah. like gory and stuff like that. And then it's like Rambo. missing, yeah, missing in action two is, is like boring. Is like first blood. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's on, uh, Amazon, uh, Netflix. I mean, if you want to stream it, it's a really interesting documentary. I, I may do that. That's cool. I don't think it's quite as deep as I think it should be because they kind of glaze over a lot of stuff. I know they have a lot to cover. Right. Um, I, I, I think, uh, it's entertaining. Um, I don't know if it's as great as Zach says it is, but I mean, it's still fun. Yeah. I mean, but it scratches that itch for him because he's into that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's that one. What's the Spanish bullfighting one with Bo Derek where she's like naked all the time? Bolero. Bolero. That's what I should And she's a horrible actress. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. Uh, I saw for the second time Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, there you go. Um, here's the thing. Neville Dean and Taylor yep know how to shoot action where did they go uh well they made ghost rider and they lost the studios lots of money so they don't get to make anything anymore man um so in the film it what takes... they what they don't know necessarily how to do is tell a good story though. yeah that's the thing all is, three of their films were like that when i when i watched this movie again the stuff with the ghost rider is pretty badass yeah because i think the character design is sweet like his jacket's bubbling right his skull is charred like, um, like when he gets there and he's like intimidating those bikers, yeah. like it's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. And then you have to deal with the rest of the fucking plot. Yeah. And when I'm thinking about it as I'm watching this film, I'm like, it's just like they're crank movies. Yes. Where the plot is garbage. Right. But the action is super cool. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is they're trying to get a PG-13 rating where I think they should have just made it a rated R. Yeah. Because they needed to push that envelope where you can actually feel the directors being restrained. Mm-hmm. In the action, I mean, it's pretty dark for a PG-13 film, but, you know, at the same time, you have to deal with some – it's a convoluted story with uh, – Johnny Blaze doesn't want to be the Ghost Rider anymore, so he hides out in Ukraine or wherever it was cheap to film this movie. <laughs> and um, the, the actors in it, they have uh, Idris Elba. Yeah. They have, like, great actors in it. Yeah. And he's actually really good in the Who film. Who plays the villain in the second one? Uh, it's, is it somebody noteworthy? No, it's... it's uh, from Munich, right? Yeah, it's the bad guy from Munich. Syrian. Heinz? Yes. Yes, there you <laughs> oh, go. Okay. Like, you'd know him if you saw him. He's a, yeah. he's a good actor, too. The problem is, is when you take Neldine and Taylor, who are crazy, <laughs> mix it in with Nick Cage, who is crazy, crazy, and there's no restraint on Nick Cage, right. it, it doesn't help the character, because... Right. I watched special features afterwards. I didn't listen to the commentary. I'll listen to it because I actually think the movie's entertaining. Yeah. I think it's better than the first one. Oh, it's way better than the yeah. first one. Um, but it's weighed down when they try to tell a story. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a part where the ghost rider jumps on a huge crane and turns it on fire oh, and he attacks the right. dudes with the crane on fire. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But then you have to deal with Nick Cage talking about pissing fire and yeah, fire. Yeah, but there's a part too where he's trying to like keep the Ghost Rider inside of him because he doesn't care if you if you're a bad person, he'll give you the penance stare. Um, right. Anyways, so he's trying to keep the Ghost Rider inside of him while he's tracking down these guys who kidnapped this lady's son who was. Some bullshit. The devil effed her and he gave birth, so he's like the devil's kid. I don't know, something like that. Sure. And so he's like, you won't like it if the ghost rider comes out. And he's like getting really weird in this guy's face. And it just takes away from the movie. Yeah. 
And you know, that was, I, I think I remember, uh, telling, as this is a problem with the first one too. He tries to, the first one is Mark Steven Johnson, so it's already a little more campy. And then they try to make Nick Cage have these quirks in it that I'm sure Nick Cage wanted him to have and yeah. just makes it stupid. In this one, it's the same thing. Like, if Nick Cage would just dial it down. So, I haven't seen this movie, and I don't think you have, since our love affair with Drive Angry. Mm-hmm. Is Drive Angry better than this movie? Here's the thing I was thinking the whole or, time or I watched it. Or better than that. Is Drive is, Angry a better Ghost Rider yes, movie than this? this is the whole thing I was thinking watching it. If you would have just put Ghost Rider and Drive Angry, that would have been the coolest Ghost Rider movie. Yeah. Hands right. down. Because the villain in Drive Angry is, is a great Ghost Rider villain. Because the accountant sounds cool to me. Yeah. The guy who's accountable for all the souls. Yeah. And your villain is walking around with like a cane made out of the the, the leg of this young woman that he killed. Yeah. Like, oh. So oh. if you just make him it's the Ghost Rider in it. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I and was he thinking. almost is like the character is yeah, basically, basically the same. It's basically he's, Ghost Rider. He's just in a car. Yeah, right. yeah. You could light the car on fire. Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. It would have been cooler. Oh man. Um, so yeah, it's it's a better than the second, uh, first one. Yes, um, the story's not good. Uh, so if they could just balance, um, yeah, I, I don't think Ghost Rider will ever be on screen again. But um, yeah, at least not for ten years. Probably. I mean, he might be in a. Avengers movie. <laughs> there, there won't be a. There will not be another Nick Cage Ghost Rider movie. No. That's for sure. No. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's shot success. cool. They should just do Marvel Knights all rated R. Bring yeah, Punisher that's, that's and what I Ghost mean. Rider back. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. The, I yeah. think they should rate rated R called Spirits of Vengeance and have Ghost Rider and Punisher in it. You don't need the Punisher, but if you have Ghost Rider and Marvel supernatural stuff and call it Spirits of Vengeance, I would watch it yeah. because they can. They, they, they should know they should be able to do it. Yeah. Deadpool proved that. Yeah. Um, the one movie that I was really, really excited to see this week is, uh, Forsaken, which is the Kiefer Sutherland Western film. Yeah. And it's pretty badass. Ooh. It's nothing new, but there's something cool about a Western. Yeah. So the story is, is Kiefer Sutherland is a Civil War veteran and he comes home and there's no dialogue at the beginning. Like he comes home and Donald Sutherland plays his father in the movie and he comes home and uh, the first line of dialogue, I'm pretty sure it's the first line of dialogue, is Donald Sutherland. He looks at Kiefer Sutherland Sutherland, and his name's John Henry Clayton. So he looks at John Henry and he has this like half smile and then his smile goes away. He says, your mother's dead. And he like walks (laughs) in the house and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And you find out that – so Donald Sutherland plays uh, a reverend in this town and Kiefer Sutherland, after he left the Civil War, he became a gunslinger and he went around just murdering people. Cool. And the reason he's – I won't tell you why he's back. There's a little glimpse of it at the beginning – the very beginning of the film. Okay. And you don't know what this scene is at the beginning. You're like, what the fuck is going on? But you've slowly uh, figure out – and the reason it's called Forsaken is because – his dad forsake him because he goes around just murdering people and he says, there's no guns allowed in my house. And so they have this like great standoff and there's a scene in the, cause these two guys are great actors. So yeah. uh, there's a scene where they're at dinner together and they didn't like each other. And, uh, Donald Sutherland says something and Keith says, you know what? There is no God. Where was the God when all my men were lying on the battlefield crying out for him and they laid there and died. And then they have this like intense moment and they get, all worked up and you know donald Sutherland doesn't want to give up on him because he's, he's he's his son and uh he doesn't want to go to church because he's like church is for losers and you know i don't believe in god and then about halfway through the film you find out that there's this bad guy played by brian cox who's 
the normal guy trying to steal land from the town folk. And if they don't give him the land, then he sends these bad guys to kill him. Yeah. And so about halfway through the film, uh, Donald Sutherland's doing uh, this sermon and Kiefer walks through the door and he has like this great moment where he starts to cry and he finishes his sermon. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. And then they make the mistake of like uh, uh, harassing his dad. Oh, man. Then Kiefer goes like home and he puts on his sixth shooter. Then he goes to the general. So he's like, I want that fucking gun. And the last 10 minutes is him just wasting people. So it's literally like an old school Western where he's looking for redemption. Something bad happens to him. Then he goes into town with his gun and just kills all the bad guys. Yeah. Or does he? There's a sweet. There's also this bad guy who is hired by Brian Cox to be like he's like a great gunfighter, too. Yeah. But he didn't sign up to just murder people. It's awesome. The movie's awesome. If you like old school westerns, cool. And it's like 85 minutes long. It oh, okay. goes by really fast. Uh, it's directed by uh, John Cassier, who did a lot of 24. Um, so yeah, the movie's cool. awesome. Um, I, I was really impressed and I was stoked that it turned out so well. That's nice. fantastic. So yeah, if you want to borrow it, Brad, I know you love Hell yeah. Uh, Kiefer. Um, and the last two things I watched, I got a couple of Scream Factories. Uh, I got The Hallow because it's an Irish horror film that got r- pretty good reviews. Okay. Um, it's about this young couple that live in Ireland and their, her, the husband is some sort of biologist. And when he goes out with their little boy, he finds like this black gook and it turns out it's like the changelings it's like the little like elf monsters Mm. um and so it actually has some pretty great moments in it It takes a little bit to get going but once it does uh it's pretty good it's really well shot uh the guy who made it did a really good job cool um it's not really gory but it's more of uh the tension of them being pursued by these little monsters yeah so it's a pretty cool creature feature um if you want to try something different and i also watch cherry falls that's the uh, Brittany Murphy one. Yeah, from it's uh, two weeks ago. from 2000. It's kind of like a scream. Um, okay. Where there's killings happening, and the person who's killing the high schoolers is only killing virgins. So it's kind of like a different take on um, the slasher film. Um, and it's actually pretty gory. And it kind of, it, I was watching this making of, again, Scream Factory does great making of. And they had just the writer and the producer, but it's still 45 minutes long. And they're talking about the. You know, the process. And it was originally bought by Rogue Pictures, which is a division of Universal. And at that time, Universal got sold to USA Network. And so they ended up dumping this film on USA. And hmm. it cost like $14 million. And the producer said, yeah, I think it's the most expensive TV film ever. Hmm. Um, and it's pretty gory. Um, uh, Jay Moore's in it. Brittany Murphy. Um, Michael, it- uh, Michael Bien. Ben. Bien. 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 Um, is her dad. I, it's pretty good, actually. I mean, I, if you like slasher films, cool. Um, it, it's not like the normal, like, teenage like, oh, don't show blood and guts. It's pretty gory. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, There's a couple things I watched this week. But I, I would definitely recommend Forsaken because it was badass. Because I love old school westerns and that's all it was. Sweet. Um, they have to even plow a field. And it's symbolic. Because of plowing a field. Kiefer's like, Mom wanted me to finish this. He wanted, she wanted us to do it together. And, you know, Dalton's like, I ain't doing that for you. And so, like, 20 minutes later, Kiefer goes to town to see Demi Moore, who's in the movie. And uh, he comes back, and his dad's working the field, too. Oh, It's, like, a really great, like, father-son thing where yeah. you forgive him. And, um, cool. Deeper than I thought it was. Yeah. You know, the, the scene alone where uh, 
he's giving the sermon and Kiefer walks in and he starts like kind of crying and he has to finish it. And then Kiefer goes in and finishes the prayer with him. Yeah. I'm like, that's pretty awesome. I'm uh, good. Yeah. So I'm glad. See Forsaken. Sweet. Awesome. You know, you know what Marvel should do? What? Is do a movie called Marvel Knights and do it like Grindhouse. So like there's a short oh, that would be Ghost sweet. Rider movie and then a short it. Punisher movie and maybe like maybe a third one that they haven't like done yet. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Like some C-level character and like, yeah, do a triple Just feature. do a new Blade. Oh, yes. yes. Do Blade. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Blade, sweet. yeah, all like one, not the same movie, but their own little short movies. Yeah. And Donald Glover could be Blade. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> and you could you could have a little bit of crossover, like yeah, like if you wrote in some reason where it's like there's a, there's a scene where you know what if at the end they all have to fight Blackheart, who's like this really badass demon in the Marvel universe, sure. yeah, something like yeah, not, I mean not the badass in the first Ghost Rider movie, yeah, there should be like a th- yeah. one through line through yeah, all that's the, what I mean, yeah. like yeah, like That'd even if sweet. it's or like a tell the way the Grand House had it, right? Maybe like or, a yeah. Tales from the Crypt kind of style movie, yeah. oh, or even, even copyright the- real nerds podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 give us a mall, call, call marvel like we'll you i'm know. trying to think like because marvel doesn't technically have those rights back yet no. but which ghost studios, Rider they do do they have ghost Rider? yeah they i ghost read Rider. that the other day and so cool. who still has punisher is that no they have punisher Mar- because, yeah marvel has punisher back because oh. he's, he's in well yeah you haven't watched the daredevil show and yet did but new line lose blade um, uh yes I don't know, because remember, they did that show a few years ago. They did, but I don't think they have the rights anymore. I have to look at it. I know it's complicated. Yeah, that one's... Yeah. Right, well, but even has... if they didn't have... Yeah, if, if they at least have Ghost Rider... Dude, fuck, fuck Blade. Do Man-Wolf. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm down. Um, yeah. He has the Moonstone gem that turns him into a werewolf. Yeah. In a unitard. <laughs> so yeah. badass. Well, How come Image hasn't tried yet? Like, why is no one adapting Image books? Because like, they're shit. <laughs> No, no, no. Like, if you, like, someone should go make Invincible. Oh, yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, like, Invincible would be, no, fuck that. Someone should go make an Invincible TV show. Yeah. That's what it's good for. Hey, they're like, making an t- I Kill Giants movie. I know, I know. Um, and yes, that technically counts, but it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> really it's kind of, it's kind of cheating because Joe Kelly's already in television, so. Yeah. You know, and I'm he's sure he's doing, brilliant. he's really doing that. Um, you guys aren't excited. We didn't talk about it a few weeks ago that Todd McFarlane has a new script for Spawn. Great, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pretty yeah. sure that's still the worst comic book movie I've seen. Oh, I'm sure. Worse I'm than sure. Jonah Hex, and everyone told me Jonah Hex sucked. <laughs> Instead of the the fake trailers the Grindass had, you could have just like even like just little like hero shorts for mm. like D list Marvel characters. Oh, so be like, yes, yes, you could call it Marvel one shots. <sighs> They like, get so those cool. back instead of. Mm. This is a great idea. Yeah, this is totally a thing they should do. Yes, I'm down. I 100 percent agree. Brad, why aren't you working in Hollywood? <laughs> and it'd be great because then you could you could just use it as a platform, and whichever ones waters. people like yeah. the most, yeah, you could then you can make a movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jeez, you can make your own machete. Holy shit! Yes. <laughs> I mean, Grindhouse technically, <laughs> if you're if you're a movie producer, you don't look at Grindhouse and go, "Hey, that's a thing we should go do." But still. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's right. way more Marvel fans than there were Very Planet true. Terror and Death Proof. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 70s movie of the aficionados. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know. I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Um, if you could, if you, if Marvel really wanted to do it, they should just do it as like a PG 13 version. Like then you really go make some money. But what I want is a rated R version where it's Blade and Ghost Rider and all the guys we just met. Like that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marvel Knights. Man, that'd be cool. 
Anyway, um, so for me, uh, I'll, I'll run through a couple of things because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. Um, I finally, after years, finished the newsroom uh, because I didn't watch season three. Uh, my parents started finally watching it, and so when they got to season three, I just watched through it with them. Um, Very cool. Season three of that show is fantastic. Um, Do you think it's where it should have ended? Uh, or could have gone on? They, I'll, I'll say that they do a really amazing job with the ending, so sure. Uh, I would always want more newsroom because the idea of watching somebody tell me the news of two years ago the way that the news actually should have told me the news is really fantastic to me. Um, it's funny, my dad, uh, when we watched the final episode, so slight spoilers for a show that ended a few years ago, but um, the second to last episode is a pretty somber, damning, sad episode where, like, Main characters die, and the state of the news is still horrible, and everything is really depressing. Um, and then the very last episode is, you know, Will, Will doing everything he can to sort of pull the whole team up by their bootstraps and get back to work and get things, you know, try to make things good again. Uh, and when it was over, my dad was like, well, they, they didn't need that last episode. I was like, really? Like, I really enjoyed the last episode. But he's like, yeah, cause the truth is that's, kind of how i feel about the news now so they should have just left it the way it was but you know aaron Aaron sorkin is not a guy to tell you a story that is entirely a downer like he he's always trying to be as inspirational as he can be um so anyway i love the show people should check it out what season has that clip online that everyone shares where he's like the first episode um it's it's literally the first 15 minutes of the of the series uh and and i will tell you that they people online cut that episode and they also misinterpret what he's saying um so people like people are are taking this thing and turning it into this like you know america's not that great anymore like this is everything i want people to say that's like well at the end he says he wishes they were great yeah yeah well some of some of the clips they leave that in some of the clips they don't yeah some of the clips they just cut it and there and he's just like shitting on america and some of it they leave in the like we used to strive you for know things. What? And, and We're going to yeah. make America great again. Believe me, Fuck, we man. will. Ugh. How are you going to do that? Uh, Believe me, we will. Uh, are you going? No, Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so the uh, the the actual show itself is is way better, and most of the people who who will show you that clip have no idea what that show is and have I never agree. watched it. Um, the the show is is amazing and. I I wish that everyone would watch it and then stop watching the news because the news is the worst thing you, on television. Do you think sometimes when they post that clip online that people think that's a real thing? Maybe. Oh, I'm sure some people do. Yes. You know? Yeah. Didn't like, realize that's the a, guy from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not a dramatization of anything. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, genuinely, I would rather watch episodes of The Big Bang Theory than watch the nightly news. So, um, Bazinga! And, and you all know how I feel about the offensive Big Bang That's Theory. That's the only thing I know about the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Uh, I finished, uh, 112263, uh, which is the Netflix or the Hulu show with James Franco, uh, based on the Stephen King novel, uh, produced Did he take by Jason Abrams. And send it to people in it? No, he doesn't, but I'm mm. so looking forward to it. It's only the night before then, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, everyone who tells me I should watch the night before tells me about that scene. Where he texts his dick to Mindy Kaling. Funny scene in the movie. Um, so anyway, um, 
112263 is fantastic. Is it? Um, yeah, it's not worth buying a subscription to Hulu for, uh, because the service is, well, I mean, maybe it is now. If, if you could watch the whole series now on Hulu and just buy, pay for one month, then sure. And the only right? way you can get it is Hulu Plus. Yes, right. So you have to subscribe to Hulu Plus, right? And there's not enough content on Hulu Plus to make it on worth it. My hope is that they will, and when they do, I will buy it and I will lend it to my friends. Thank you. And then you can buy it, and then my mom and dad can buy it because it's a really great show, and okay. I'd like to support it. Okay. Um, I think it's only a miniseries. I don't think they'll ever make another a sequel to it because it is based on the novel, and and my assumption based on the way it ends is that that's the way the novel ends. Um, beautiful final episode of the show. Um, really fun eight episode season series. Um, so a, a pretty easy watch. Uh, I, Ray finally started watching it and texted me and was like, this feels a lot like Lost. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mystery, a lot of intrigue. Um, if you like history, there's a lot of cool little things in there. Um, especially if you like the story of JFK and, uh, just watched, the Harvey uh, Oswald. The, uh, Race of the White House CNN's doing and it's, was JFK versus Richard Dixon. Ooh. Dude, I love JFK. Yeah. Every time I watch him like talk, I'm like, oh, <sighs> yeah. You 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 will really love this show. Sweet. Um, and I think James Franco is fantastic in it. And there's a lot of good like Steven Spielberg mo- or uh, Stephen King moments where like g- genuinely I'm watching and shit is like burning down around the characters and I'm like, I don't know how you get out of this. What do you do now? Everything seems terrible. And then he finds a way to weasel him out, weasel you out of that and get you into something else that's really cool. Um, like it, it is unpredictable, uh, in, in some really good ways. So definitely worth checking that out. Um, I'll, because there's a lot of stuff this week, I will say I'm almost done with Orange is the New Black and I will finish it by next week and then really talk about it. Uh, but the short version is I really like that show. And, and did you not watch it until my wife told you about it? I didn't watch it until your wife said. I mean, a lot of people had told me that I should oh, yeah, watch it. I mean, but um, but when she said like, "Oh no, James, this is really good," and I think specifically you would really like it, I was like, "All right, fine." Um, and I got laid off, so I have a lot of time, um, which you kind of need for that show because every episode's a full hour long. Is it really? Yeah. So getting through three seasons—that's why it's taken me so long—is that it takes three hours to watch three episodes and that's a lot of time. Yeah. Um, it it feels almost defeating cause I'll sit and watch a couple episodes and be like, Oh man, I've been watching this forever and I've only watched two episodes. And you're like, Holy shit. I, a normal show. I've, I've, I'm at three or four episodes by now, you know? Um, but it is, it's fantastic. Um, the, the stories they're telling are really cool. So, and I like a lot of those characters. So anyway, I'll talk more next week. Um, I went and saw Zootopia last Friday. Nice. Um, that's one of the best films of the year. It's yep. one of the best animated movies I've seen in years. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. I'm like, I can't wait for a Blu-ray because I want to dig through every feature on there. Oh, yeah. I sent you a thing on Facebook today. You have to f- watch that. It's a 45 minute documentary about the making of Zootopia. Um, and it's fantastic. How much do you love Judy Hopps? <sighs> Both those characters. It's not even that I love Judy Hopps. It's that I love scenes between hops and nick oh yeah because their conversation the dialogue in this movie is some of the most mature dialogue i've ever seen in a children's film they get things in there like there's conversation happening about race and bias and stereotypes that is so intelligent that most adults aren't going to notice what's happening that's what i mean like Like, i'm sure i missed stuff the part where she um gets to the lab you think like the movie's yeah. over, but it's really right. just starting. Oh yeah, about being prejudiced yep. and having preconceived notions on who people are. Yeah, because the 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 like the dramatic peak of the film is the scene right after that. Oh, it's yeah. when she it's when she goes in front of the news mm-hmm. and talks about it, and there's 
it's why you need to watch that clip because they spend a lot of time talking about specifically that scene and getting that scene right because that scene is the crux of the film. Oh, yeah. If you can get the dialogue and the turn in that scene where she fights with Nick right, the movie works. Um, and it's, it's really good. Uh, a whole lot of fun. I wish it didn't have the musical sequence at the end with Shakira, but, but only because I have this terrible bias against music in children's films now because I feel like it's the, it's the shiny keys that's everything wrong with children's films. Um, but everything else about the movie is just brilliant. Uh, and, and beautiful. Oh, the movie's gorgeous. Like, <laughs> there, there were shots when they're like in the jungle area. Oh, yeah. Where I was like, holy when it's shit, raining this is real. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. It looks so good. Yeah, it's a it's a brilliant um, film. So yeah, d- don't miss it. Like if you've got kids at all, go see this movie. What do you think the age they should maybe six? I mean, g- genuinely, I would say as soon as you can sit through a film, yeah, you'll you'll enjoy this movie because it's still it's still a fun talking animals movie. No, you'll you know for for my niece who's four, will she understand? Uh, they did go see it. Will she understand like the the race issues of the movie? No, but. Like she'll understand that there's a that there's a a funny rabbit that's doing like human things, and then like there's some there's the cute little kid dressed up as a as a elephant who's adorable, and uh, that's such a great sequence. Um, no, like you're still gonna have a whole lot of fun if you're a kid. It's just that by the time you get to be yeah seven or eight, you know, um, through ten or eleven, that's when it's gonna like affect mm-hmm. them really well. Um, that's when they're really going to start saying like, oh yeah, this isn't fair and that's not fair. And because it's not, it's and it not starts fair. early, even in the scene where she's standing up to the bully at the beginning. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but it's not like, it is so mature in the way that it's talking about these issues in a way that is almost, it, 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 you, you almost think like some kids might not fully understand. Oh yeah. Because it's, it's not, they, they talk about this in the documentary that early versions of the film, had the predators in the movie all had like a shock collar to keep them mm. subdued. And so there was this very clear, hey, this is unfair and this isn't. And what's so amazing about Zootopia is that both of our main characters are wrong. And everyone oh, yeah. in the movie has some terrible bias. Yep. And and it's it's simply a question of how long and how how long it takes for us to learn it and how deep it actually goes. And how amazing um, is that film? Because the first trailer such was a awful. Message. Oh yeah. Oh the oh the trailers for this movie. I di- I had no interest in this movie. I know until you, did. you and other people started saying like I didn't even realize it was a Disney movie. Like when I saw the trailers, I was like, "That's some dog shit." Like, DreamWorks. hey, yeah, like, hey, we found some old assets from under the, uh, from over the hedge, <laughs> and we made a sequel. And Over the Hedge is a fun movie. I liked yeah. Over the Hedge. Saw it in theaters, but I don't want to go see like a sequel to Over the Hedge. That I, that's genuinely what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And so when people started telling me Zootopia was good, I was like, Sh- "What that DreamWorks movie? <laughs> <laughs> like that can't be real." No, I agree. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's genuinely amazing you know it's funny i had the same feeling about frozen i mean zootopia is way better but yeah zootopia is definitely better than frozen but i still think frozen's a good movie but at the same time it's when i saw the trailers i'm like oh whatever right and then i started hearing people talk about how great it is yeah I was like, okay well give it a shot and i don't know why i always doubt disney maybe it's because they made yeah but it's some, really took some uh, steps so so watching zootopia Really makes me want to go back and watch everything that John Lasseter has touched mm-hmm. there since he since he moved over to be the CCO of 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 Disney Animation, um, because I think I think that his rule there is becoming one of the most special and w- and will 
10, 30 years from now be like a, a, a period of Disney films that we really look back at and go like, man, that was a, that was a golden age for Disney. Um, and I think he's probably just getting started because this is, and especially when you see like that documentary and you see like the crunch time that they were under and like, this is not a, this was not a perfectly produced film as far as like, the behind the scenes but what they produced what what they delivered is man it's better than most kids films and i don't want to get too hyperbolic but i do want to say like i would like to really have a conversation about where this fits into the pantheon of disney because it it's up there you know what that's my next binge i'm literally going to watch disney movies from the first one to yeah. zootopia and i mean you know when you start talking about the history of disney you start having a conversation about like you know can you can you say that Zootopia is better than Snow White than Seven Dwarves? Because like that holds like that's this historic thing. I will tell you that script wise, story wise, <laughs> yes, like Zootopia is better than most of Disney's films. Like I I genuinely feel like you know, um, and I am probably being hyperbolic right now, but maybe half. You know, it's it's probably in the upper half of the best oh, stuff Disney's ever that. had. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I know like, you are. But I'm trying to not be like crazy here. Um, you're not. But because uh, it is new, you know, it takes a little time for us to, you know, maybe vet this stuff and really calm down about it. But this thing is really special. And and I went with like me and some dudes, and like me and some dudes my age all really came out of it being like, man, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Man, I had a really great time at a kids' film. That's because so art is wonderful and i have smart friends i mean that too do you have so. those early things like uh fun and fancy free and three caballeros i do because they're um, technically like at seven yeah, or eight or yeah, something fun and fancy free is on uh actually it's on a triple blu-ray uh with the adventures of ichabod uh crane mm. and mr toad um the three caballeros and um saludus amigos i have as a double dvd that's never been on blu-ray and i was looking on amazon it's like a 90 dollar dvd um, make my music melody time. I still need to get, which you can easily get. I'm really, I want to see if there's a way I can get the original versions of them because I was reading online that the DVDs, they edited out tons of things on them. Um, because Pecos Bill smokes, um, they took scenes out of several of the shorts. So I really want to see that. And I also, hmm. I'll, I can't watch song of the South. So, yeah. I'm, I'm sure a, it's, I'm sure I could stream. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's their tenth feature. Wow. No, no. I'm sorry. It's maybe the fifth. It's, um, they they really need to release that the way that they do, like the old, like the old Disney animation ones or the old Looney Tunes, where they put a, a warning it, at the beginning, like, or just make it that um, manufacturer on demand, like, so you sure. have to go to the website specifically, like, request yeah, or, it. Order, or order it from them. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, you don't have to put it in stores. If I have a, if I can go online to Disney and and pay for it. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah, like, make, make it an order-only thing and the, put a little warning at the beginning of it, you know. I think it might come out, I, as, because as, as I started gearing up for this um, thing I'm going to be doing, um, I was going to back to look, and the previous CEO who just left, Bob Iger, he said he'll never release that, um, because they look at it as, like, a black mark on the company. But the one coming yeah, but, in, he said, you know, it's important to the history of Disney. Right. And, like, anybody who... You just made Zootopia. Anybody who looks at Disney and goes, like, well, 
it's really a shame that you put this movie out for people to watch. Like, what? Who are you talking to? And, like, and the thing is, is the people are upset because it. It's not because they say it's racist. They say it's because Uncle Remus is happy being a slave. Right. Which, you know, I I can't comment on it because I don't sure. know how it feels. Um, and, and you can't comment on it because you haven't seen Song of the South. Yeah, I, I've seen the shorts. I've seen, you know, yeah, right. but the I, Briar I mean, Rabbit and stuff. But Yeah, me too. But I've never seen, yeah. I've never sat down and watched Song of the South exactly. from beginning to end to see how I feel about exactly. that character. Exactly. And you, I mean, everybody's, everybody's seen the, you know, the Zippity-Doo-Dah where he's singing right. with a little animated bird. Um, the Briar Rabbit, Briar Bear part. I mean, yeah. they have a whole ride based on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. I, I, so yeah, I can't comment on it. I don't know. Right. I don't know where, if it's overtly racist. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you. Okay. I, I know it was released in theaters in 98. Um, we live in a world where Transformers 2 exists. There is racism. Yeah. Just release the movie. It's okay. Yeah. It, it's interesting. So, yeah, so I don't know how I'm going to do this melody time and uh, make my music. Uh, yeah. uh, they might they might exist on YouTube. Are you gonna tr- you're, are you going to try to watch them in order? Oh, I'm going to watch them in order. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you look at you my, are going to have a couple issues. Yeah, if you video. look at my Disney collection, it's in yeah. order right now, right. unless my son moved them around. Yeah. Um, because I the Disney Movie Club actually I just got in um for my rewards I got the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh and Mulan. Now I'm saving up. Uh, Pocahontas isn't on it yet, but I'm hoping it'll show up on it so I can cash in my points to not spend money on Pocahontas. But oh, the Disney animated films are in order. Okay, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I I see John Carter and Mary Poppins over there. That's out of order. But now I see what you did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, that'll Great. be a fun one. Yeah. So you're not just good. doing the animated ones. You're doing the live action too. No, just no, no, the no, no, just the animated ones. Fifty-five. I was only confused because I saw those. Ones. Yeah. Yeah, my kid <laughs> likes to play with those. <laughs> to do to do all of Disney's films over the years no would be way. pretty insane. If I have to sit through Apple Dumpling Gang, I'm good. <laughs> Wait, they might not even be dizzy. We've got like all those like '60s. Uh, Don Knotts movies. <laughs> yeah, the Herbies. and the Kurt Russell stuff, and yeah. Oh, Jim. sorry. I just realized I should get us back on track because I still have one more movie to talk about. Okay, yeah, go. Yeah, uh, so I also got a chance to go see Midnight Special, um, which is the new movie by Jeff Nichols, who made Mud. Um, and so, of course, I was really excited about seeing Jeff, uh, about seeing Midnight Special. Um, Midnight Special tells the story of a, uh, a man and a friend of his who have kidnapped the, the, the man's son. So it's, uh, it's, um, Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michael Shannon and this friend of his, Joel Egerton, have kidnapped Michael Shannon's son, and they are taking him across the country because there is something weird and mystical about, about his son, and they don't really know what it is, but they feel like there's this place, very escape to which mountainy, there's this place I gotta get to, right? Um, or a lot of people are comparing it to Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which I also totally agree. This, this is very Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, the thing that makes this movie very different, not just from th- Close Encounters, uh, but also from Mud, is that, um, it, it, I'll say it this way. It's like Close Encounters if you cut out all of the loud sections of Close Encounters. All the big sequences, all the action, like a lot of that stuff. There's some really cool, tense sequences, some beautiful shots of them, like, driving this car fast at night with the headlights off. And um, there was an interview I saw with Jeff Nichols recently where he said that that idea came from came to him where um, he had heard that in the South, drug runners, that's how they would run drugs across state lines, is they would, they would get um, night vision goggles 
and then they would get in like you know souped up muscle cars and drive as fast as they could with the headlights off in the middle of the night with the with the night vision goggles so that they could see but no one else knew that they were there um and so it's a it's a beautiful part of the like the beginning of the movie it's a really cool opening um but it's a very quiet movie with very little dialogue um Unlike Mud, which is a very dense film with a lot of themes and a lot of plots going on, um, this is really just one thing. It's really just Michael Shannon's relationship with his son and what is going on with his son. Um, And I think this is a movie that does not necessarily... It answers the, the obvious questions of what is going on with his son, but that's not really what the movie's about, right? Like... There's really something metaphorical here and and what he has to do and what he has to walk his son through is something really powerful um and and wonderfully to- told. Uh Michael Shannon's performance is amazing. Um I mean everybody in the movie is really good, but specifically his relationship with his son um and especially since he doesn't talk to his son very much. Like there's not a lot of dialogue. So it's it feels it feels like a very natural like southern father male figure where he doesn't necessarily say things you just get the feeling that that this is true or that is true um the man there's stuff that i i can't talk about here uh, but so wish that i could um there's certain moments where he has to he has to convey a certain emotion to his son and make sure his son knows some things and he does it without really saying anything important um and it is, it's really well done. Um, I mean, I a, asked you what, what time you were seeing it and you never texted me back. So I wasn't, wait, able did to you? See it with you? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't think so I saw that. I wasn't that. able to see it with you. Oh no. I'm so, I really, I'm going to go look at my text. I don't <laughs> so think I saw I'm that. Just, I'm just stuck oh. with naked Michael Shannon from Batman Superman. It's the last thing I've ever seen Michael Shannon in. So oh, I'll, I'll go see this again with you. 100% <laughs> okay. I will. Nice. Um, I keep trying to figure out like what the metaphor is for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I told Steve after I saw it, I was like, it feels like, Close Encounters if you whispered it. Um, because it is, it's just a very quiet, um, soft film. It's not, it's not very in your face, even though there's like some weird space alien kind of stuff happening here, right? Um, uh, it, and that's not really a spoiler because it's in the trailer. Um, and maybe not even true. Um, I might be lying to you. You don't know. Um, it's, it's a fantastic film. Um, I don't like it as much as Mud, but I really loved it. Um, and it's definitely worth checking out. Very cool. Um, so yeah, it's really good. Man. We could have done the podcast yesterday. Uh, no, because I saw this movie last night. And also, he was working. He just said he could have gone to see it. Oh, I don't, yeah, but he could have gone to see the movie with me. We weren't going to podcast. Yeah. But yeah, (laughs) I was working. Cool. Yeah. Cool. This is movie news. In other news, the prime minister of Sweden visited Washington today and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. My favorite news of the week 
they're releasing Jaws 2, 3, and 4 on Blu-ray, and Jaws 3 is going to be in 3D. Really? That's your favorite Those movie? Those are like pre-ordered. 3D, or like they're going to give you a pair of red it comes with, with it? It comes with a 2D version of the movie and a 3D version of the movie. Well, but no, he's asking, is it red? Yeah, 3D? I know. No, it's, is it- it's two different discs. So yeah, it's. I think it's just regular 3D. I don't think it comes with the glasses. I know it doesn't, because it doesn't say so in the special features. Oh, okay. So it's it's a converted version of the film yeah. into modern 3D. Yep. Weird. Mm. Huh. No, it's good because if you try to watch Friday 13th 3D with the stuff <laughs> they give you on the Blu-ray. Well, I didn't. I tried to watch with the box set. Which one? It's because they, I know they released a separate one that was like the 3D version from the mm. 80s. I haven't seen that one. Mm. But I used the 3D glasses on just the one from the box set and it was like meh. Yeah, no, it's, it's gonna be, so yeah. The, what I, my favorite thing is though, I was looking at the Blu-rays, is they're using the original theatrical posters, and the theatrical oh. posters are pretty badass. That's cool. I mean, the I, movies are dog shit, but. Well, I, I will defend Jaws 2. I think Jaws yeah. 2 is pretty fun. Um, the, I think the biggest problem with Jaws 2 is the directors don't know how to shoot the shark, so yeah. it looks bad. And it, I mean, it is, it's Jaws 1 again, only without a lot of the stuff that makes Jaws 1 great. Yeah, the like great direction. Like the plot, the plot is very similar. Oh, yeah. oh there's a shark out there. And I, you know, um, anything with Chief Brody, I'm down. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, but it's just, I, you know, yep. it's certainly better than Jaws 3D, which is, oh yeah, just and, and Jaws that, the that really is dog shit. Jaws the Revenge is awful, <sighs> but it's on Blu-ray, so I'll get it. Yeah, with no special features. <laughs> um, well, my favorite news of the week is that Tom Cruise's. Uh, Live free or die again tomorrow. Whatever that movie was called is getting a sequel. Yep. Um, live, live, die, repeat uh, again. Edge of Edge of tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. All you need is kill. Two is going to happen, uh, which is fantastic. Did you see? Th- I, I still can't believe he's in the, the mummy. Like they're showing like set pictures of him running. I think it's. I'm. No, I'm, I'm still really excited about that. I'm stoked. He plays like it takes place in like modern times. He plays some special agent. I'm hoping it's Van Helsing. Yeah, it's Van Helsing. And he goes around like I mean, killing monsters. The 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 rumor is that their plan is that he's going to be if he's not called Van Helsing, he's he's basically Van Helsing. Yeah, he's going to fight all the monsters. I think yeah. that's awesome. Uh huh. Yeah, I want them to go make modern Universal films where Tom Cruise fights like I know I'm down the Wolf Man. It's crazy when you Dude. see it, but when I saw the pictures, I'm like, wow. Or the, or the, or the real. from the Black Lagoon. And yeah, you know, but when they get to Dracula, he's just going to interview him. <laughs> uh, you haven't seen Interview with a Vampire, have you? I, I was going to say, yeah. you, don't, you clearly don't know what that movie's <laughs> about. Uh, man. Tom Cruise is great in that movie, by the yeah. way. Yeah, so is Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Especially in interviews. He is. <laughs> um, see, because Brad, Brad, Louis, Tom Cruise Louis, never Louis. actually gets uh, Such a whiner. Okay. I've um, learned that for 200 anyway, years. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've um, seen that movie a lot. I, I think it's really cool because that no, was I a movie so that I was, that, that's like a, another man from uncle where I kept telling people like, Oh, you got to see this movie. It's so cool. It's never going to get a sequel. Even though I don't know that it needs one. Like yeah, the story they that go. they told would, right. Like it, it'd be like making a sequel to Groundhog Day. Like, well, I guess they said they never really s- stopped all the aliens. Don't they? No, because they stopped the one. Oh, they they kill the ability to tra- travel through time yeah. like that. Yeah. So maybe you make a, a a sequel where he doesn't do the time thing. Yeah. Maybe it's just a cool like action movie. Yeah, I'm down. That'd be good. Yeah. Either way, but you got to get Emily Blunt back. Oh, fuck yeah, you do. I don't want to. Can't remember if she die in though. No, I don't care. Oh, Bring yeah, her back. Lived, yeah, he leaves her behind so that he can. Right. Mm, oh, no. so that he can swim down into that thing and like like yeah. kill that thing. Yeah. yeah. So she's got to survive, right? Yeah, because he. 
he's going to kill himself to kill that thing. Oh, plus he, him killing that thing is him like resetting time. So then like by the mm. end, everybody's alive anyway. Yep. Or something. I don't yeah. know. I'll watch it again. It was a great movie. Yeah. And again, I don't want to see a sequel unless you get Emily. You know what my favorite line in I don't that care whole if she's movie pregnant. is? She can be in the movie pregnant. Is where they're at that barn and he tells her it's a bad idea to go in the helicopter. <sighs> and she's like, no, it's not. Wait a minute. How many times have we been here? Oh, it's so yeah, awesome. it's so good. That's, uh, the movie's great. Yep. Yep. Um, see, see, uh, live, die, repeat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan? Yes. Tell me about Cloak and Dagger. I don't really know anything about Cloak and Dagger. Uh, Cloak and Dagger are a couple of runaway teens who have the ability to, uh, Cloak is a gentleman who wears a cloak and he's able to teleport. Dagger throws Sweet. light knives that, uh, make people see the light. So like if you're a bad guy and you get hit with them, it hurts you a lot more. Okay. Um, they're uh, really cool characters from Spider-Man when in the, Mid '80s, Spider-Man fought a lot of street thugs. Okay, and they were runaway kids who had drug problems, and then they had mutant abilities. Cool, and they eventually became good guys and fought with Spidey. So. Well, they are going to get a TV show, yeah. um, from Marvel and ABC onto on Freeform, which is what they call ABC Family now. Um, I can see that'd be, be like, like a teenage, teenager angst kind of. Yeah, show. I think I think it's supposed to be like a a teenager romancy kind yeah, of a show uh, because one is a guy and one is a girl, and they're in love. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, I I'm I'm down. Yeah, you know. I I hope that it's not too I do have the first campy. appearance of them, guys. It's Spectacular Spider Man something. I don't even remember the issue number. <laughs> One sixty three. But it's it's in the stack somewhere. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I I I think it sounds like a cool thing and it's neat to for them to take a, you know, characters that aren't widely known. They are uh, but I've I think, heard about them a lot. Like I said, I, I think it'll work much. because if you make it like a teenage yeah. romance kind of thing, they're trying to clean up streets, you know. Yeah. It's a, you know. Yeah, I mean the uh, ABC Family scares me, but ho- yep, hopefully it will. They will bring some production value to ABC Family, family, and make something that doesn't look like the Flash. Well, I guess you know. Or... Technically, ABC Family is Disney. True. Well, yes, yeah. I, mean, and, I heard, and I heard Flash the, is really good. With the it, it, yeah, it, it seen, looks cheap as hell though. I don't know. Killer Shark looks pretty badass on it. The production of that show looks really. Is it, and I haven't seen. I've just seen like clips, and yeah. I think anything where you have a big shark fighting people, I'm like, all right, I'm down. No, I'm, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I just like the way it's shot. Mm. Looks like a pre-alias, pre-24 television show. Gotcha. Um. So anyway, yeah, it could be cool. And I, I feel like if you if you rebranded the whole channel, maybe one of the things you do is go throw some money at it if you're Disney and try to get it in get get it to be something a lot more legitimate, right? Um. Uh, let, let's just, let's just skip to the end. Joel, did y'all see that Star Wars trailer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? We should probably play that for people if they don't know. Why, why the hell not? State your name for the record. Jin Erso. Forgery of Imperial documents. Possession of stolen property. Aggravated assault. Resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15. Reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. What will you do when they catch you? 
you do if they break you? If you continue to fight... Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, man. That shot, the shot of the shadow going across the uh, across the Darth Star, Death yeah, Star is awesome. so damn cool. Like, when that happened, I just started yelling at my computer, like, oh, that is so amazingly neat looking. Like, oh, man. Um, and another strong female lead. Yeah, I love the uh, line. Felicity uh, Jones looks re- amazing. They tell her something. She says, yeah, I'm a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's a rebellion. Yeah. I rebel. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so good. I'm down. I'm yeah. down. I, this is, this is everything that I've been saying for years I actually wanted, which is I want a movie in a Star Wars universe with none of the damn characters from the original movies. Well, what's like, cool is they, they're answering a question that everyone, everyone's always had. So like, how the fuck do they know where to go for the Death Star? Right. Well, well, it's, I think you it's know, awesome. It's the, no, many Bothans died trying to get us this information. So which um, of the Bothans in the trailer? I don't know. I don't know who the Bothans are. Hopefully they teach us who the Bothans are. Uh, Spoiler, and ho- and they'll hopefully- let them die. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Felicity Jones is not one of the Bothans because she already looks badass as hell. I want that. I already want sequels to this movie. Is that bad? Is that a bad? That's a bad thing. Isn't I don't it? think they're doing sequels to like no. this one. It's just I, a- I know. I know. Yeah. They're the one-offs. It looks so well, badass. They're the Star Wars one-shots. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should make sequels to this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no, because then they just changed the name for uh, Boba Fett or Han Solo, whatever they're doing next is Han Solo, a Star Wars story. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's the next one. I do kind of want them to just drop that that a Star Wars story thing, and eventually just like we'll we'll all get it. But I know they got to they got to put a couple movies out before yeah. they can do that. That and um, the money, baby. Because some people. Oh no, I agree. But I'm just saying, like I I don't love the tag, like the the subtitle. So I would just assume you you know just put out a movie called Rogue One, and I know it's a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. But we're not like culturally, we're not there yet. Yeah, you know, it's a. I don't blame them for having it because I've already seen people who are just like, the second one's coming out already? Like, and how come yeah. none of the characters I saw from True. The, yes. Uh, yes. I had the lady I work with said that. She's like, wait, there's a new Star Wars this year? Yeah. I said, yeah, it's like a spinoff. And she said, I had to explain it Where's to her. BBA? Where's BBA? Well, especially. Yeah, I had to explain it to like her. Yeah. Especially because it doesn't, because they took episode seven off of Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So they, there isn't that, that visual yeah. differentiation anymore. Um, yeah. But, but I'm I'm down. Either way, I know what's going on, and I think it's amazing. Me too. <sighs> I can't wait. And I really love that they like they went and stole the the alien no. I mean, it's not the alien noise, but that same like putting that noise every couple beats in the trailer. I think that's the rebel alarm signal it is. for Yavin. Yeah. 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 It is. Um, like it's that very familiar Star Wars sound, but then to pace the trailer with that, I really liked because mm-hmm. like the bad guy, the bad guy looks so cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Why is he wearing all white? Yeah. Why is he walking on water or whatever yeah. the shit's happening? Fuck yeah. I want to get his cape all wet. I thought, I thought the same thing. I was like, you look so cool just standing there. Now your cape's going to be all dirty and wet. What are you doing? Yeah, makes me excited. You're a fool. Uh, wasting all that money on laundry. Anyway, uh, that's news. There's some other shit, but who cares? Um, I was going to talk about, did you know that Batman Superman dropped 70% in the second weekend? It only made $58 How horrible, guys, right? Yeah, yeah, 50, yeah. A drop on par with other great movies like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2 mm-hmm. and, um, 
Yeah, it, it, it is interesting people's attitude towards it. I mean, again, I'm indifferent because Alice I, in Wonderland's made more money than Alice, that movie's a piece of shit. That's made a billion dollars. Yeah, Batman Superman will make the, the same money as like. Yeah, that's people's taste is like. <laughs> yeah, they like Alice in Wonderland more than. Yeah, the, that's a thing to be. Have you seen the trailers for the new Alice in Wonderland? Oh my gosh, it looks horrible. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah, because the first one's awful. So. Yeah, I mean, if Alice in Wonderland is bad, that then, then, then that means that Batman vs. Superman is definitely a good movie, right? That's the way it works. Hmm? Just saying. They they can yeah. both they can both be not great. I'm just... Money has nothing to do with it. But people no, just will not stop writing articles about, like... That's because they want it to fail. I, I've, I've said this many times. For some reason, Hollywood wants their biggest money makers to fail. There's also nothing else to talk about right now. And it is really important because there's also, like... WB is going to go do some some kind of bland stuff for a while. Like they're going to go make they're going to do whatever they can to make stuff that makes money that no one actually enjoys and isn't very good, but that makes money and is really safe because of all of not, not even just because of like the way this movie has performed critically, but also because of the like bad press that they are getting about these movies for the last, for the last year. Right? I don't know if I was them, like, I'd be like, whatever it's made $800 million. Fuck you. <laughs> Obviously it connects with people. I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I'm saying that everything they've done for the yeah. last year, they're going to get really gun shy. You know, I think um, they'll be all right. Cause they also still have the another Harry Potter coming out this year. Yeah. I think they'll be all right. Got yeah. Suicide squad coming up. Yep. Yeah. Which they're doing reshoots to make more fun. No, did you read what Jay mm. Courtney said? No. Uh, they're actually uh, tightening up the action scenes, so they're reshooting some of the action. Yeah. I, I, mm. we, pick, pickups nowadays are not a sign that everything is wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Marvel does them constantly. Marvel um, just finished Civil War. Yeah. Like, they, sh- they are showing it right now, but they literally... I just read that they finished it like a week ago. Yeah. The, the Russos were talking about it. They said they're constantly editing it yeah. because it's already two and a half hours long and they and got to find a balance. You you should do reshoots and pickups like that, right? Like, I mean, even you go back to the Lord of the Rings movies and you see what stuff they did as pickups. Some of it's dumb shit where it's like, oh, we just need more shots of skulls rolling down hills. Um, but some of it is stuff that really makes those movies tighter. I agree. Especially when you're doing big tentpole movies. Oh, yeah. Um, because if you don't let yourself do that, what you end up with is like a messy kind of choppy film. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it, it's not a sign that everything is terrible. Yeah. But people write articles about it like, as if it is, um, which is too bad. So irritating. Yeah, yeah. like the, no, the rumors of it, them trying to make it more fun is... The thing is... is like, there's su- enough fun stuff in the trailer. Yeah, that, like, and, and that's it, what I mean. It, like, Suicide Squad... Uh, the people that write the articles like that, I don't think they understand. Suicide Squad are bad guys. Right. They're not supposed to be fun. You know? Well, I mean, I, th- I think that, like... The movie is supposed to be fun. No, exactly. like there, there is a tongue, there is a tongue in the cheek of that movie. Yeah, because you have Harley Quinn in it, and uh, yeah, you know, and Captain Boomerang and stuff. So they're goofy characters, right? Yes, I see but what you're saying. Yeah. At the same time, you also have Killer Croc who eats people. Sure. Deadshot, who's an assassin. Yeah. You can only make it so fun. You right. know, the Joker's in it. You can only make it so fun. Yeah. Um, I, I people are stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Just go see the movie. Make your own opinion about it. Yeah. Not what. And I think it's stop reading clickbait articles. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just bothers me that some people don't understand the like they just they put all their faith in other people's opinion. I know it's weird. People that they don't know. Yeah, they're just like, oh, yeah. well, he's a writer. Why, for why would anybody? Why would website. anybody pay attention to what other people are saying about movies? I don't. I don't get it at all. Yeah, 
It's ridiculous. It's all about yeah. having fun. Yep. Anyway, going to every movie expecting it to be good, guys. Yeah. I, I, the The argument is like you should find people that you relate to and that whose conversation tends to give you some direction as to what you think you're going to like, and then listen to that. Well, right? I don't like, know. The, did you read the article, Brad, where this dude's going on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and like throwing a fit about some of the scores for Batman Superman? Because Rotten Tomatoes is an aggregate, so they're taking yeah. what people say, and then they're basing it if it's rotten or not. And yeah. this guy went through, and he found a bunch of instances – I forget what movie it was – where they gave it a fresh rating, and it was the same rating for Batman that Batman Superman got, and they gave it a rotten rating. So he's saying that they're purposely making Batman Superman have a lower oh, rating. Like the like the, the review itself was yeah. a mostly positive review. Exactly. And they went and took a negative clip out of exactly. the review and said it was rotten. I have to find the article, but I, and I forget what movie it was. So because, when they write the reviews, they don't also say like 3.5 out of 5 themselves? Mm-hmm. Not, it's not everybody Tomatoes does that. It's that reads the review. Yeah. I and mean, then yeah. assesses like yeah. most of their review was that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ranch Mez is the worst score ever. Why do people? Oh no, use it? it is. Yeah, no, I mean, it is. There's, that's a, re- that's there's a reason the, why. Like, that's what the guy was saying because I forget what movie it was, but um, it got like a six. Is a really highly rated Rotten Tomatoes movie. It got like six point five out of ten from this one guy, and Batman Superman got the same score, but they gave that movie a fresh rating and they gave Batman Superman a rotten rating. Yeah. So he's like going through and like picking apart all the Rotten Tomatoes stuff. Yeah. Um, it's no it's bad it's it's only as good as the audience score because the audience score is actually people going in and putting in their own votes but that's even still bad because that score doesn't line up with imdb or or amazon or some of that or all these different ones because the people who review on rotten tomatoes is a different group of people than the people who review on imdb like it's all just sort of circumstantial and so the only way you can read it is to sort of get a you can only take it as a directional thing um i mean it the truth is, if you go and you look at simply the rating of a movie, even if it's on like the 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 uh, Entertainment Weekly, Entertainment ABC, Weekly D, yeah. yeah, exactly. If that's the way what you're using to determine whether you see a movie, you're an idiot. Like, you, read the article. The truth is, like, if I wrote a movie review, I probably am not going to put a three out of ten or, or three out of five on there i did it for the shit show reviews because i thought it was fun to like you know see I, how shit is right exactly um but the truth is no i i it shouldn't be my job to make it easy for you so you know here you have to listen to us talk about the movie for 20 minutes at least to, to get our opinion of whether or not you should see the film um because and even then you should just go see it anyway to get your own no no i disagree there are some movies where the whole it's a it's a it's a purchasing thing I don't want, I told my parents not to go see Batman vs. Superman because two and a half hours and the money to go buy tickets and buy dinner at the Alamo, to me, I think they're better off going to see a different movie and then renting Batman vs. Superman down the road. Like, for just, just as far as the, the price is concerned. That's really the question here. If they want to see the movie, fine. Is it worth going to the theater to see or not? That's sort of the question. I feel like if you, have a question of whether or not you should spend money to see a movie, you shouldn't go spend money to see a movie. No. Like, if you can't just lay down money no, 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 to no, see the, the, art, then don't take that risk. Like, I can't stand people who are just like... No, you know, it's it's about... So, the question for my parents this week was, do we go see Batman versus Superman, or we do we go see Hello, My Name is Doris? I This week, I get to see one movie in theaters. And this is how most people are. They can afford to see both, so they should go see both. But that's not... A, you don't actually know that my parents can afford to go see both, and okay. most people can't. 
we we are in a privileged place where we get to go see a movie every week or multiple movies every week. A lot of people don't. A lot of people see a couple movies a year. And yeah. so the question of is this the movie that I'm going to spend my money on and take my three kids to go see and do all of that, that's something that people actually want to get a sense of. Is this the right movie or is it not? Um, and so – that's what you're really giving your review about. But even then, you can um, wait like three months and go to a dollar theater, so it's cheaper there, or you just wait till it's on DVD. That's no, like you are completely ignoring the actual or... the actual issue here of whether or not it's worth my time and money to see this one because I only get to see so many movies a year. If I've got three kids, I've only got so many times where I get to go see a movie with them. Am I going to see – it's this weekend. Am I going to see Batman vs. Superman or am I going to see uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane? Because I heard 10 Cloverfield Lane's really great and I heard Batman vs. Superman's not that great. Which one's the one that I want to take my 18-year-old son to and we're going to have a really good day? Well – you should take them to go see 10 Cloverfield Lane because that movie's fucking amazing and is a really unique thing and you guys are really going to enjoy your time. Whereas Batman vs. Superman is kind of middling and you're going to be bored sometimes and if you don't care anything about Batman and Superman, you're going to be pretty bored. Like, that's what the conversation is supposed to do. It's not, do you see the movie and if you, if, if, and you should just always make your own opinion. Like, no, like you, you're actually doing a service for people who don't necessarily get to see everything. Not everybody invests all of their time because they got fucking shit to do. Hey, what's coming out on Blu-ray this week? Okay, good. Ignition sequence start. Whoa, DVDs. Uh, I, I want to do a couple of things from last week because we didn't do last okay. week, right? So Star Wars came out last yep. week. Um, the first season of The Expanse, which is a thing that I'm really curious. I, I've heard really great things about, so I'm going to try to check that out when I can. Um, there's also a, uh, I think this is an Arrow. Yeah, it's an Arrow release called The Black Cat, which has got a pretty cool cover. Um, so maybe go check that out if you like a good... I do have an Arrow release coming this week. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll get, get to it. <laughs> um, and then last week was also season nine of um, Doctor Who. Okay, getting to this week. Uh, so this upcoming Tuesday, um, the big one, oddly enough, or at least on digital bits, this is the one that's top rated right now, is uh, Justice League versus Teen Titan, which is another one of the DC animated films. Um, they do a really good uh, job on them. If you like do. DC comics, I would... I tell everybody to get their animated films. They're pretty good. Yeah. The art style on the cover here is kind of weird. I hope the in, the actual movie doesn't look like that. Um, it's probably just the cover. but uh, Bride of the Reanimator. There you go. Oh, that's your release now. Limited I see yep. to 5,000 pieces. Already sold out. Really? Oh, my goodness. Man. It comes with like a comic and a bunch of stuff. It's a really cool case. It's an awesome cover. It's like my society. Is the case like a... Like a, um, like a like a slipcover case? Uh, I'm guessing like it's here. like my society where it's like a hard, like a thick cardboard one and you slide the movie out. It's like in a digipack. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then it comes with a, like a 50 page comic and like production art. It's pretty fancy. Yeah. And I, pre I pre-ordered a while ago when it was like 26 bucks. It's like 40 bucks now on Amazon. Uh, I, I think they're running out of them. I really love this cover. I don't want to stop looking at it, but we'll move on. It's okay. really neat. Yep. Um, uh, there's the movie The Forest with uh, Natalie Dormer, which is that movie where like 
her sister goes missing or some shit, and then and she the runs into the forest. forest. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's the suicide. It's the forest where everybody stupid. dies. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but well, it, what's crazy is that the the cover is like just the top half of Natalie Dormer's head. And so I could tell it was her just based on her eyes. Like, I didn't remember this movie at all. I was just like, wait, why Why is the top half of her head on this thing? She's really good in Game of Thrones. Okay, good. Um, Heroes Reborn, which I didn't even know had actually happened. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, It died a quiet death. Did it really? Yeah. Oh. They're like, oh, we're only doing one season. I thought you were only doing one, but... Yeah, yeah it's called Event Series on yeah. here, so... Okay. A new phenomenon begins, though. It's still the time. <laughs> well, because they're trying, because uh, 24's revival was so popular yeah. that, you know, they now they're trying to bring some of that back. Yeah, but and the difference is 24 got canceled because it was, like, super expensive and had been on the air for a very long time. And was still good. <laughs> and was, yeah, and was still good. But but it didn't get canceled because it had gone to shit. Whereas yeah, it's true. Heroes went, got canceled because everybody stopped watching it because it went to shit. Like, yeah, not, not the same thing. Um, this is, uh, I think... I think this one's a Scream Factory. It's called uh, Shadows in an Empty Room. Does that sound familiar, Brett, mm, Ryan? Mm, mm, Weird. I think they have one coming out called, like, The Destroyer. It's like a double feature. Oh, yes, that's the one. And it's for, like a yes. zombie on the front with a machine gun. Yes, we'll get to that one. Um, I want to get it just because I think the cover looks cool. This one's a, a blind woman. This actually looks like, uh, oh, shoot, what's that uh, Audrey Hepburn movie? Um, uh, shoot. Sabrina. No, there's an Audrey Hepburn movie where, Funny she's, face. where she's blind. Shit. I'll, I'll remember it once we're done with this and my mom's listening and screaming at the radio because it's one of her favorite films. Anyway, um, it's a fantastic movie Who with doesn't Alan Arkin. Hepburn? Oh, yeah. She's great. Uh, and Alan Arkin is so creepy in the movie. It's fantastic. Um, so it's this blind woman stumbling in a door uh, and there's like a floating dude. And I don't know if he's hung himself or he's like a crazy like vampire or something nice um enter at your own risk for there is no such thing as a truly empty room <laughs> yeah anyway um it follows i know uh, i don't know what that is i keep on I clicking on it it's a beautiful cover i, I know it's I a steelbook is version. it steelbook is that what yeah. it is oh man because i couldn't find any like if there's any extra features so it's just a steelbook but it's pretty cool yeah man oh yeah it does say here uh, metal slash steel packaging. So I'm sure that yeah. All right, cool. Ooh, metal pack. Well, it, it said no, no. It, this is on <laughs> Amazon. Yeah. No, yeah. It's it's on Amazon. It's just metal slash steel packaging. That's just the so description. My Top Gun is the steel book from Target. It's really cool. But they're releasing a 30th anniversary this year, where it's basically the same Tom Cruise, but the background's all the American flag. I'm like, oh, that's Ooh. awesome. Do I buy this for the third time on Blu-ray? <laughs> What other features are they possibly going to have that they didn't have? Your life is so hard. I know. It's like middle white man problems, yeah. <laughs> middle class white man problems. Do I need to get Top Gun three, three times? Top Guns, which one do I get? So we've got a collector's edition of John Carpenter's Village of the Damned getting a blue release right. this week. That's um, Scream Factory. Yeah, that's a pretty cool cover. The movie's okay. And then the very last thing is this is the Scream Factory double feature. So it's Destroyer yep. uh, coupled with Edge of Satan. Um, <laughs> they put so much shit out. But, uh, the, the Destroyer one's like the zombie with machine gun though, right? Uh, yeah. So it's like a big bodybuilder dude. It's it's not a machine gun. So oh, it's better than a machine gun. Um, it's so good. Uh, so the tagline is 3,000 volts couldn't kill him. It just gave him... 
a buzz. Uh, so it's a it's so a it's giant bodybuilder looking dude with electricity just flowing through him like lightning, and his head is replaced by a skull with eyes, like the oh, cover right. to yeah. uh, like the cover to Evil Dead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like maybe he's laughing or whatever. And then in his <laughs> in his hands, holding it like a like sniper rifle, um, is a jackhammer. Oh, pointed at you. Uh, but then the jackhammer, <laughs> the jackhammer has a scope on it, like a sniper rifle. But unlike any sniper rifle ever, there's a laser shooting directly out of the scope. Um, I'm still gonna buy that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty cool I, I cover. Have, I have That's, credit at Trademark. I think that might be my credit use. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> um, so then, uh, Edge of Sanity is Anthony Perkins. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and it's it's him, and then like a weird version of him as like a zombie or something. Um, and it's the, uh, underneath Anthony Perkins. It says Anthony Perkins hasn't been himself lately. Um, so I I don't, I don't know. Those movies are probably shit, but oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sold on the. But the the cover. the cover for Destroyer is pretty amazing. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, there there you go. Nice. That's this week. Cool. Uh this week we saw Hardcore Henry. Brad, should people go see Hardcore Henry? <laughs> um, I would say, regardless of what I say, you should just roll <laughs> the dice and decide for yourself whether you you know. It's worth your time. So not going to give an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, don't. What is your opinion, Brad, of Hardcore uh, Henry? But uh, if you are curious as to what I thought about the movie, <laughs> um, which is why you're listening to this podcast, don't let it sway you either way. Go find out for yourself. Put down your hard-earned money. No. and just roll the dice. Yeah, and go wait. Take a chance and uh, see if you like yourself. But if you if you want to know what I, th- I thought. Um, yes, I thought it please. was very well, uh, it was pretty, like, it's a, it's a, it's a feat action wise and technically, but definitely very close to the end. I was like, I would like this to be over. James? I really wanted to walk out of this movie. Um, so no, I don't think that anybody should spend their money on it. Um, I think it's something worth, like, if you, if you think the experiment sounds cool, then this is maybe something to rent. Um, I did have a really hard time watching this film. Um, I, I feel like now I kind of understand, like, the people who can't watch Cloverfield. Cause, like, by the time it was over, my eyes hurt. Um, and I, I think as a, I think it's a shame because the experiment here of doing a first person film, I actually don't think they do a very good job at. I think there's some really cool stuff you could do with the idea that they, that they don't do and that the filmmaking gets in the way. It's a lot of style over substance and I, I don't think the action is very interesting except for the vehicle sequence, which is really cool. So maybe just watch that on YouTube. Um, that's how I feel. Um, when I watch this movie, all I could keep on thinking is, wow, this is just like every first person shooter that's ever come out where the story doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> big action pieces are interspersed with really boring parts. Um, yeah, it's, it just, it, my fear when I saw the trailers for this movie where I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Can I sit through this for an hour and a half? Yeah. And about an hour and 20 minutes into it, I was like, oh, I'm ready for this to be over. Um, it just, the execution just wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, like, there's some parts that I was really impressed with. Yep. I like, uh, Charlotte Copley in it because I'm like, oh, he's an avatar. He just keeps on respawning, like, yeah. a first person shooter. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, here's a trailer for Hardcore Henry. Yeah. Hello, Henry. Do you remember how you got here? 
this next part might hurt. Squeeze. You and I were, and still are, husband and wife. I love you, Henry. Henry, they want your technology. I would do like than you, you. I'm here to help you. Is your speech module installed? But at least we know you're not deaf. Okay, well, the good news is that you're gonna live a while. The bad news is there's an army standing between you and your wife. So let's go get her. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. blood in your mouth. You're gonna stand up and go spill theirs. I thought the opening credits were cool. Yeah. yeah. I think the I think the opening sequence is is pretty good. Like, you know, I I don't know that I gave a damn about the story, but the like. The story doesn't make any sense, that's why. Well, uh, I agree. And but it's like, paper thin. But like that opening sequence of like you seeing him put together mm-hmm. and then, you know, you sort of get this relationship with him and, and getting shot out the, the ejection car, like thing. Like that was all pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like when the bad guy first comes in and he like blows down that door and crushes that dude. Um, and at that point I was like, okay, cool. Like here's your kind of dumb story with your kind of dumb, like, villain who's way over the top and stupid um but this is basically crank in first person so i'm cool i'm i'm down i'll I'll go on this ride with you yep um but i other than that vehicle sequence which the reason that i think the vehicle sequence works is that it is it is a well-structured a to b to c action sequence um and so in first person it works fairly well but the editing in this film is atrocious and ruins everything cool about the idea of this experiment you notice because the the idea is that you won't see cuts but it would cut in really weird spots like cuts constantly when he was chasing that dude uh and he's and i kept every time people are doing parkour and it's not well done all i think about is michael scott going parkour Parkour. that's all i could keep thinking about the cool thing is i saw this movie all by myself i saw it at 9 30 at the amc oh really i was the only one were you literally yelling parkour in the theater no i should have one there i was the only one there god how do you do that yeah i don't know so many times like and i was so worried because the night before 
Uh, I didn't know when I would be able to see it because Laura's schedule this week has been weird. Yeah. And then she said, oh, so it's at 930 in the morning on a Friday. And so I go, you know, on Fandango and I was like, oh, select your seat. And every seat was available. So I'm like, all right, I'll pick right in the fucking middle. And I was like, oh. and I bought the ticket as I was driving. Like, fuck. I picked right in the middle. I know I'm going to get sit. People are going to sit right next to me. So I go in and I'm just waiting and no one showed up. That was the only one there. Wow. And That's then I got cool. to see the Captain America trailer. And that made me happy. And then I had to watch this movie. Um, <laughs> and here's the thing is the movie almost works almost all the time. It's so close. And then I'm like stuck in this first person sh- like shooter. And that's why, like I said, that's why I don't like them on video game systems is because the stories are always shit. This, this story in this movie shit. Oh yeah. Um, and then I have to sit there and they have like these huge action pieces and then you're stuck in these really horrible like parts leading up to the action pieces and then there's other action pieces um i don't think any of the action sets other than the car chase i don't think think any of them work i don't i think so too they're because for me it was like interesting to watch like wow that's a really long take of this like how they do all that i I know they're not all like it's you know even something that seems like one whole take is probably spliced together yeah no there's there's some parts that's interesting like i'm engaging me like well how they do that how they Mm -hmm. do that but otherwise like story-wise i was like but in the actual action scenes there's cuts all over the place because there there's like empty it, it's like they want to keep everything like pumping really fast mm-hmm. so like he'll punch a dude and then another dude will, like then they'll cut and another dude pops up yeah. in front of him and he'll punch that dude or like grab his head and smash it into a wall and then cut again and yeah. my my argument is like i i really like the idea of hey i want to experience this experiment of seeing a movie in first person this isn't it because that's not the way I see the world. Like, I like the idea of, like, a rope or something like that where it's, it's your, um, you know, you have this, this, even if it takes away from the film, you have this crazy thing you're gonna do that's gonna be flashy and, and different. Um, but I don't see the world in cuts like that. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing. Like, I think some of it was really cool, but in the, in the parkour scene, He's chasing the dude upstairs, and then all of a sudden it cuts, and he's, like, in a cafe. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's weird. Um, but, I mean, there's some parts, like, the Charlotte Copley Jimmy character, like, I love the part where he was, like, the proper British sh- uh, sh- soldier, and they're yeah. killing people in the uh, hotel, and he's, like, spot on. And, it, yeah. you know, he turns a corner, and his hat gets pulled off, he's like, oh, I just dodged a bullet there. Like, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that's funny to me. Yeah. And that, I think he's having a lot of fun doing the movie. Right. But when he wasn't on screen i'm like oh this sucks yeah um and the other times i'm sitting there wondering like is a can um fuck what's his name with the with the dude from uh from from Ewan mcgregor oh like, is that you mcgregor like in a blonde oh. wig and like, yeah. blue <laughs> contacts like, no it's not and yeah. how about like uh, the, the most frustrating part i found in the movie was how many times did um, Henry have to like walk up to that guy and they get blown back <laughs> yeah exactly like, special powers oh, like yeah did you not figure out the first like what point did you think you gained his power so you could take him on? Like, yeah, he just kept like walking into a hornet's nest. Yeah, there's just like, yeah, you know, there are parts. I mean, I just, like I said, and uh, then magically he's able to like yeah, overcome it. Yeah, when Jimmy is, they're on the bus and he's like, "This guy has the gayest suit I've ever seen." Hey, man. <laughs> That suit's awesome. We're going to get that jacket. And then he gets like caught on fire. <laughs> yeah. That like, was really that's good. pretty that was funny. Really funny. Um, and, uh, but then, you know, they have the part where he comes in singing, um, I get a kick out of you or whatever he's singing. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is he doing this? Kick yeah. in the head, I think. Yeah. Something. And yeah, he's a, he's a fun actor. I mean, even the, 
uh part where he, he's doing like a bunch of coke and like he's all like wired out i mean that's fun yeah but then it's then i have to deal with the rest of the movie yeah and it's just a mess and when they were lo- lowering the uh a vegetable version of himself like down yeah. the yeah. Center, like how did like the, that army not get one shot exactly <laughs> but i do like he's like oh please don't kill my proto baby and it's like this really <laughs> ugly thing <laughs> it's so good also yeah. the feeling yeah. And then it, and, yeah. th- and those are the things that feel like crank, like a, like a yeah, good exactly. crank joke. Exactly. But the problem is when this movie was over, I literally I don't like crank. I was I got in the car and I was like, eh, man, I fun. think I like I think crank's okay now. Like, yeah. <laughs> it suddenly made me appreciate what crank does. That's well. what I mean. Like, there's parts of this movie where I was so close to liking it, but then I'd get super bored again. Because mm-hmm. even I mean, I laughed at the part where he's trying to ride the horse and they're playing the bonanza theme. I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. And then the horse just yeah, like runs was, away. That was good. It's like yeah. that's good. Yeah. And then I have to deal with the rest of the movie. Right. You know what I mean? It's, and I, I even thought it was funny where, uh, he's like, you know, uh, cover me. And then his like punk rock version of him's like, yeah. like kicking heads. It's like, if they could, I don't know, if they could just have a movie where, uh, Copley was like in a wheelchair and he had an avatar constantly killing people. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'd like to see that movie because right. he plays different characters. And, yeah. but then even his character had weird motivations throughout the movie. That yeah. I didn't understand because uh, I don't think the script was very well because originally he's like, oh, I really like this guy. And then the one dude where he he was told he had to go rip like the part of his heart out so he could keep on living. Um, he's like, yeah, there's something you need to know about that Jimmy guy. And then his head gets blown up. Yeah. And then you don't really learn anything new about Jimmy. It's just he's an avatar. Right. And I already got that because he, that's what I mean. It's like a first person shooter. All he does is re- he's responding. Right. Like he keeps on responding in different spots. Yeah. And it's just a mess. And like, even even that kind of doesn't make sense because you're like, exactly. okay, so he's in a wheelchair and he goes into these other bodies so that he can do stuff as those bodies because he's in a wheelchair and he's he's you know like a paraplegic. Yeah, and they're all and characters. Yet, how come? Yeah, how how come when he goes into that one body he becomes like a World War Two guy? Yeah, like or a World War One guy. And like, I mean, what, I think he's really funny in it. Like, yeah, he, I agree. He, and he's like, oh, good shot, lad. And you know, he's throwing grenades and. I, it it adds levity and something to look at, at in a movie exactly, that the, genu- generally the doesn't have anything to look at. Because the rest of the movie is shit. Yeah. Like, the rest of the movie is shit. I, but, but, I, I mean, I don't want to harp, harp on the, the, like, the plot too much because most people going into this movie aren't going in for the story, right? What, they're going in because they're like, oh, it's all in first person. Does that work? That's what I mean. Like, that's and why it's I a first person shooter game for me. It's just a game that's live action because I think first person shooters have the same problems in story telling but what i'm so i 100 percent agree with you and and i'm somebody who normally would be like yeah and if the story doesn't work then it doesn't matter if the experiment works but a lot of people are going to go into this movie mm-hmm. because they're like i want to see a whole movie in first person because i think that sounds cool and i don't not only do i not think that this one is very successful yeah. like i don't think it's very cool i i think it's a bad version of that experiment is sort of my point right like i don't think they really do anything that cool with the first person, mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather watch the end of John Wick if I were going to watch a cool action scene. Yeah, that's what I mean too. Uh, you, you mean you mentioned it before? Like the camera work is so like jarring. You, you know that part at the end where he's fighting all those super soldiers. You're like, what is he doing? You can't follow. The him. only part I remember I thought was badass is when he cut that dude's head off with his own eyeball. <laughs> like, all right, like he took his eyeball out and wrapped it around uh, Aiken's head and like pulled it tight and it spun yeah. off. Yeah. When he was able to overcome his telekinesis. Right. I guess. I mean, I think the most memorable parts of the movie are stuff like when he, in first person, you know, rides that cable down the building mm-hmm. or like, you know, that kind of stuff where you're looking at something and you kind of feel like you're experiencing this crazy thing, but they're pretty few and far between yeah, and they're not, they're not actually interspersed with the action scenes I agree. very well. I agree. Um, 
And so it, you just, for most of the action, it's just like a lot of, a lot of shaking yeah. and, and still quick cuts in the middle of those scenes. And to me, you know, it's, it, it takes away from the movie too, because then the techno, mu- mu- as soon as the techno music would start, I'm like, <laughs> oh, here we go. There's going to yeah. be him just punching. Yeah. And shooting. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That was my biggest fear with that movie when I saw the trailer was exactly what happened in the movie yeah where it, it, you start running low on the execution and then you have start focusing on the story and the story is garbage yeah um and so that it takes away from the execution and i mean there's some things that are impressive you know like the car thing where he's jumping on the back of the motorcycle and things like that is really cool I, um, first but, thing i said to ryan after it was over was i was like the like many bad video games, the best part is the is the vehicle sequence. Yeah, like they felt very familiar mm. that that partially because it's it's on rails. It's very simple. You know where you're trying to get to, and that makes watching it a whole lot simpler. Yeah, um, like it's not this really complex. I mean, they were trying to film a Jason Bourne complex action scene in first person, and it looks like trash. And mm. then they they cut it in a way that makes it worse. I wonder if there's a, a director who could make that work, like maybe a Paul Greengrass. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, the story has to it, be better because, yeah. and then, you know, that's the limitations with the first person story. Is you can only tell the story to the character or what right. he experiences. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I think I think you could pull that off. You could. I just I don't think anything here is it. Right. Like I. I mean, you could have like I guess a monster terrorizing New York. Even and, like if you went and did the like reference. the the Jason Bourne running on rooftops and then like when he you know, you know the the now iconic shot of him jumping out the window down a floor and crashing through the other window mm-hmm. if you did that whole sequence in first person it'd probably be pretty cool yeah you know like seeing him smash against build it, like walls as he's running through these rooms and all of that and as long as you made sure that the guy wearing the headset held his head in a way that was very careful and was always looking at the right thing you could make an awesome awesome sequence and that sounds really simple like why is there nothing like that here and why is it the way i go watch the short film this is based on you know that inspired this um i think that video is cooler than this like it's got the it's got the teleporting stuff in it and it's like um it's a lot easier to follow the plot of the action in that sequence than anything in is in this movie that that's really what I was disappointed by because I loved that video when it came out mm-hmm. a couple years ago or whatever it was. Um, I don't know. Oh well, uh, the movie just doesn't work for me. Yeah. So I don't think anyone should waste their money on it for sure. Definitely don't see it for a dollar. If anything, maybe watch it. Like, get somebody to torrent it for you onto your Plex server. Yeah. No, don't steal things. <laughs> um. Next week we're seeing the Jungle Book, which I think looks pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, it's getting really great reviews. Shoot, there's something else next week too, isn't is there? there? No. So. Next couple of weeks, there's like there's like a yeah. cool little movie that comes out next to next to stuff. Yep, because the week after, oh, then Civil War. Oh my god, yeah. I can't wait. It's getting close, man. It is. I get to see Spider Man on the big screen again. Yeah. So I already know what my favorite film of 2016 is going to be. I was just going to make that joke. <laughs> uh, people say Spider Man's great. I I know everyone's in love with the Spider Man bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they say Black Panther's awesome too. Really? Yeah. Good. And and that Tony and um Steve have great scenes together. Of course they do. And I, that the movie's awesome. Have you seen the like the the 
almost silly. Like people are making fun of the shots of uh, Doctor Strange on the streets of of I think it's London or New- no, mm-hmm. he, was, he was in New York mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, because um, like the the costume out in daylight kind of looks silly. It does. Yeah. But you know what? That's true of a lot of those costumes. And oh, then yeah. the movie happens, and we're like, oh, that's cool. But then so. it's badass because uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Scott Derrickson went into a comic store to buy Doctor Strange comics in costume. I know. It's so good. Because that's what cool people do. And then he was on the set of Sherlock the next day. What the yeah, fuck is wrong with that guy? I think that's the, awesome. The title of the Slash Film article when they announced that they started filming Sherlock was like, because he doesn't need sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. You have to admit. It's insane. Like, it's like, holy shit. Because they they wrapped and then I swore, I was, I was like, that, is that right now? He's, he's, he's on that set? There's him and Martin Freeman. I, I guess so. Yeah. Guess he's ready to rock. Maybe. Hopefully. Right. So uh, next week, look for the bare necessities. Yeah. It's too bad Captain America has to die. Yeah, probably does. I really hope that uh, the Punisher's in this movie. <laughs> It'd be so cool. Uh, there's, uh, Yeah, I think something major does happen in this film. And me and James are talking about Captain America biting the bullet. I don't know that I'm convinced that's the thing. We'll I, think th- I think there's a good part of me that thinks that it's, that it's Tony. Uh, well, you know, and two, I think they're trying to mislead because they just announced that uh, other Marvel characters now can show up in Spider-Man right. reboot. Right. And that both Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are going back to Atlanta to film something and they don't say what it is and Spider-Man's filming there next month. Yeah. I'm like, why would they leak that? Uh-huh. You know, because something's happening to one of them. I mean, they might not. Maybe not. I, I genuinely don't know what I think. I Either genuinely do I. I can't wait like, to see it. Yeah. I just remember when Avengers and Dark Knight Rises came out and they both had a billionaire throwing a nuke out of the city yeah <laughs> so those, those are both great movies and then yeah uh in 98 they had armageddon and deep impact and <laughs> so you're you're saying every year there's like two so, movies that are similar i know there was because, a there was a jungle book movie supposed to come out this year too by andy oh yeah, circus jungle orange oh, yeah jungle right. origins yeah yeah that was postponed are you saying that because, you know, somebody dies at the end of Batman Superman and so somebody... Ah, oh, spoilers. <laughs> I was just uh, listening to a podcast. They were saying um, that uh, they liked Batman Superman because they've adapted the Injustice comic storyline, which I haven't read. Oh, uh, I don't think huh. so. Have you, you haven't played Injustice? It's not the game. Well, I guess it's it's the comic book that's based on the game, and I think they're a little different because huh. well, the game uh, is Superman's pissed off because Lois Lane gets killed, which yeah. didn't happen in the movie. Yeah, he he kills the Joker, right? But there is that out. there is that there's that um, there's that sort of hint at that idea. So I could see how they're saying that's if, if that's yeah, what happens. In Injustice. I mean, I would like to see it. Superman rips Joker's heart out in Injustice. I mean, that'd be sweet yeah. to see on screen. But it must be something else in the comic that he's like referring to. Uh, maybe I don't know. I haven't read the. Com- I heard their comics are really good. But I've never had an interest to get him because guess what? I like Batgirl on the DC lineup. That's it. It'd be cool if they're relaunching it again. Do you watch the Killing Joke stuff? Yeah, looks Pretty good. Badass. Yeah, looks good. I'm I'm always down when Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill show up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y- you know Kevin Conroy has a real nerds T-shirt. You know where you can get real nerd T-shirt? Denver Comic Con. He probably washes his car with. He probably wipes his ass <laughs> with it. <laughs> Just kidding. He he told me he really liked it. Because uh, when I hand it to him, he's like, fuck yeah, I want a free shirt. <laughs> but in a sweet Batman voice. I need something or, to wash my car with. Actually, his Bruce Wayne voice. I think his normal voice is more like Bruce Wayne. He kind of makes it a little more deeper when he does Batman. Oh, interesting. Mm. Cool. But it was cool. He's like, hey, Ryan, how's it going? Oh, sweet. <laughs> we'll see you at Denver uh, Comic Con. We'll yeah. see you next week at, at the Jungle Book. Bye. Bye.
visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6-NERDS-5 and download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.